This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, October 4th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Hurricane Ian may have run its course through Florida, but the deadly storm isn't finished with the Jersey Shore just yet. Angry waves are tearing through sand dunes, causing major flooding across the New Jersey coast. The coastal flood warning was extended through 9 p.m. today for Kent, Cape May, Atlantic Ocean, and uh, southeastern Burlington counties. The mayor of North Wildwood says the beach has narrowed as chunks of sand are being washed away in the surf. He believes they've lost 20 feet of their dune system and they still have another tide cycle today. The big concern is that if the dune that stands in the way of the beach patrol building gets washed away, commercial properties will be directly exposed to the wrath of the intense white-topped waves. Mm. The mayor says he's already sent an urgent letter to state officials pleading for a multi-million dollar dredging project to blast sand back onto the beach. Unfortunately, the remnants of Hurricane Ian are also causing chaos in the bay. The bay has jumped its banks and flooded parts of New York Avenue uh, and Fifth Street in North Wildwood, but no evacuations are in place yet. The mayor said he's not asking people to leave just yet. So at the beginning of the season, President, you talked about seeing like a mountain of sand that they had set yeah. up. Was that in that area? That's been gone for a while. Okay. So yeah. it it uh, they they bring that down. Yeah, right. They dredge they that, that and uh but but so like when we were there later this season riding our bikes up to the very, very north of, of uh, tip of North Wildwood uh, those mountains, those those big mountains were, we're gone. gone. Okay, yeah, they were finished, so they're not there to protect you know this from happening. And yeah, North Wildwood's getting it, it's it's flooding there big oh, time. Yeah. yeah, in Atlantic City, the ocean filled the end of Rhode Island Avenue by noon yesterday. Oh, and yesterday, uh, and Casey, because we were keeping an eye on things down that way, but uh, Rochelle was pulling up a, a live video. Uh, on the boardwalk, it wasn't live, but it was video uh, on the boardwalk and Wildwood, and the water was all the way up to, to the there. boardwalk. Wow. All the way up to the boardwalk. Holy Those crap. beaches are gigantic. It down. takes forever to walk down yeah. to the to the water. Yeah. Yeah. So oh think about what's God. happening to the other towns that are smaller. Do you, right. mean you have yeah. that huge beach? Like there are a lot of other towns that have uh, such a you know much smaller beach. Yeah. So often that's the the bitch of it is that the actual brunt of everything occurs. But it's what happens yeah, after. Right? You remember when it yeah. flooded down on, on Vine, on the Vine Expressway? Yeah. yeah. That, that, that all happened after. Yeah, you're right. It was like a nice sunny day at that point. Yeah. Yep. Um, North Korea fired what appears to be a ballistic missile over Japan, the country's Ministry of Defense said Monday. The apparent ballistic missile was launched at 7.22 a.m. their time and passed over Japan at 7.29 a.m., the Japan, uh, the Japanese Ministry of Defense announced. The government of South Korea confirmed that the Japanese government warned citizens to take shelter. The missile likely flew over Japan, but it is still unknown whether the missile fell into the sea. Residents in the northern end of Japan have been advised to be on alert and to notify police or fire officials if debris is seen. People are also warned by officials not to touch or pick up any debris. A government spokesperson said no damage has been reported so far and the search is underway for debris. Officials are gathering information and will work with South Korea and the United States. North Korea's actions threaten Japan and the international community, a spokesperson said. Missile launches like this go against the UN resolutions. Japan will launch a strong protest against North Korea in light of this. All new information will be shared promptly. Just bad manners. Yeah. <laughs> just don't do you got to ask. Okay. Yeah. The homeless veteran involved in the GoFundMe scam that made national headlines was sentenced in federal court yesterday. Johnny Bobbitt was one of three people who pleaded guilty in the 2017 scandal. On Monday, a federal judge sentenced Bobbitt to three years of probation and ordered him to pay $25,000 in restitution. What kind of sad balls for stuff like that? <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
we do. <laughs> did he, did you I'm see? sorry, did he get more than anybody else? No, no he got no, less. He got, he got less. Okay, less. I just want to make sure. You yeah. mean he looks well-groomed yeah. and shaved? Did you, well-groomed and shaved, he looks like a different person. He's he does, clearly yeah. sober. Like, he's put on weight. He, yes. He looks like, if you see pictures of him before that whole scam. Yeah, he was he, a mess. He, he, well, he looked, no, he, he looked completely different. Yeah. He now looks like those pictures right. prior to the scam again. God, these idiots. They had four hundred thousand. <laughs> oh, they, oh, you know, it's right out of Goodfellas, Preston. Yeah, yeah. Don't buy anything big. Yeah, you know, oh, mm-hmm. I got a big Cadillac. Yep. You idiot. But listen, you were dealing with a drug addict, a gambling yeah. addict, and, and a, an idiot, and a moron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Prosecutors say Bobbitt conspired with Kate McClure and her former boyfriend Mark D'Amico to concoct a feel-good story about the homeless veteran using his last twenty dollars to help McClure when she ran out of gas on ninety-five in Philadelphia. The story- I'm, I'm waiting for the full like Scorsese movie version of oh, this. Yeah. 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 The story initially captured the hearts of people around the world, and they used the lie to raise $400,000 in online donations during the holidays in late 2017 and early 2018. Their story started to unravel after um, Bobbitt sued the couple, accusing them of not giving him the money. Court documents revealed that almost no part of the story was true and that the couple spent large chunks of the money in a matter of months on lavish casino trips and a BMW. The trio became the center of a Hulu documentary, which was produced locally by 6ABC, called No Good Deed, a crowdfunding holiday heist. Bobbitt was sentenced to five years of probation on state charges in 2019. Uh, he he did do uh, jail time. I think he was in for like five or six months. So he did some jail time. Right, now right. it's just probation. And he said, they asked him like what he's doing now. And he said, I just work and I'm trying to get my life back in order. He, well, physically, he looks like he's not addicted to anything right. now. He looks like... He said two, yeah. two years he's been clean. All right, good. good. D'Amico, the accused ringleader, ringleader of the scheme, was sentenced earlier this year to 27 months in federal prison in July, McClure was sentenced to one year in federal prison. In sports this morning. The Phillies are headed back to the postseason for the first time in the They clinched a wild card spot after beating the Astros 3-0 last night in Houston. Aaron Nola took a perfect game into the seventh inning, and Kyle Schwarber hit two more home runs to lead the Phils to the win. The team's postseason drought was the longest active one in the majors after the Seattle Mariners clinched their first playoff berth in 21 years over the weekend. All 12 playoff spots are set, but the exact matchup will be determined in the next two days. We're in. We did it. We did it. It was him in the locker room. The Phils continue the series in Houston tonight, and Ranger Suarez will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 8-10. In Monday Night Football, the 49ers beat the Los Angeles Rams 24-9 last night in San Francisco. Debo Samuel turned a short catch into an exciting 57-yard touchdown, and Talanoa Hufanga returned an interception for a score. Jeff Wilson Jr. also scored on a 32-yard run that gave the Niners their seventh straight regular season win over their in-state rivals. And in preseason basketball, Tyrese 
Max. He scored 20 points. Furkan Korkmaz finished with 15 as the Sixers beat the Brooklyn Nets, 127 to 108. Kevin Durant had 13 points for the Nets. Uh, Kyrie Irving had nine points and four assists. And Ben Simmons, who was making his first appearance for Brooklyn since he was acquired from the Sixers last season, added six points and five assists. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks a bunch, uh, Kat. So here we are together on a Tuesday morning. Several things taking place on this particular day. Uh, we have uh, Tattoo Tuesday, so your opportunity to win. A Preston and Steve show themed tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street in Philly. Text word tattoo to 39333 and you'll be in the running to win. Speaking of winning, yep, the money continues. You Hulu, we have your opportunity at 8 and 10 a.m. $1,000 each time. Nice. And handing out cash left and right. Let's get some in your pocket as well. Uh, we also have, uh, we're going to get a check-in from our buddy Matt Ritter of Subaru of America because uh, Camp Out for Hunger is... Well, in three days, it will be exactly one Jesus month away. Christ, unbelievable. I know. So, uh, Matt's going to check in. You know, we have our uh, business uh, opportunity for a, uh, a business or organization to win a live broadcast from Preston and Steve Show for the largest donation. Subaru of America has won that several years in a row, but they want to share their secrets on how they do it with other businesses to make sure that everybody's got a fair shake at it. And there are other prizes as well, including... Uh, a live broadcast from uh, Pierre Robert, of which that is taking place tomorrow. Yes, it is. In honor of last year's Camp Out for Hunger, and we'll get you details on that. Um, and also there's an advertising uh, campaign and more. So um, listen up to Matt Ritter around 8 o'clock, the Bizarre File. We'll get uh, the details from him. Also joining us on the show today, uh, actress Marina Baccarin. Uh, who is phenomenally beautiful and talented. Amazing. She is in The Good House, which is in theaters now. So we will talk to her around 9 o'clock. And then after that, with the Phils making it into postseason, Michael Barkay is going to be checking in this morning to give some love. And also, obviously, we can talk Eagles, too, because they're undefeated. All is right right now. It's a wonderful thing. Yet, with all of it being right, do you sense there's kind of like a weird vibe this morning? Like a weird, a weird Wednesday vibe. Yeah, but it's Tuesday. I know, but it has that. So there's something hmm. funky and weird. You're feeling something strange. I am strange. I felt it? a little tired. I know that more, which which is a Wednesday thing yeah. more. Oh, so no. I right. feel more like uh, I'm kind of in your mode. Is, I guess. is there something we can do? Is we it the weather? Pop? I think it's the weather, dude. I think there's something we can do. Oh, Casey just. Oh. Oh. <laughs> If you're watching on our YouTube stream, will you realize what's happening right now? Is our YouTube stream even on right now? It's not. No, Never mind. We're capturing videos. This is, just, this is just for us. <laughs> Casey brought the disco lights. Oh, my God. I love that we have That he used in the uh, Casey's Big Adventure <laughs> and uh, mounted them here in the studio, which I Oh, there you go. Yeah. This is my jam, dude. I need my roller skates, like, right <laughs> oh, yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Oh, this feels good, man. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this should be a go-to. What we need is a kill switch for all the lights. I know. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. so it all happens at once. So that, so that we have a guest or something. Just, <laughs> we need to, a, a pick-me-up. Can't beat this. 
I love this. Yes, uh, you're right. You're absolutely correct. We need to work on that. Well, <laughs> when they update our studio, we can ask for that switch. Yeah, when they get the walls them, that are falling apart. Yeah, reattach the molding and then <laughs> and give um, us a switch. Yeah, and then so we we have uh, blue and white, or I'm sorry, uh, blue and red uh, lights that are flashing. There's some in the lights back right here now. as well, blue and green. Oh, that's and, all. Oh, yeah. do we have another thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's, fantastic. I mean, it's totally immersed. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, all right. I think the vibe's better now. I think yeah. it's better. I think the vibe's better. It fixed better it all. Okay, all right. Well, with that, let's take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report. The stupid question. We have it awaiting you, my friend. Oh. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. We're going to rock the night away. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes? You guessed it. Weekly. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, uh, let's ask a stupid question and give a prize away. We have a pair of combo passes for the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions. And the question I have for you is this. A waltz-length dress stops at what part of the body? Two one five two six three wmmr You ever heard of a waltz-length dress, Kathy? I'm going to guess that it's long, but I'm not sure. We, but I've never heard of a no, no. length. Neither All right, let's see if you know the answer. Two one five two six three WMMR. That is number. And while we are waiting for your call, uh, we are going to go through some birthdays. Today is let's see. Today is Thursday, October fourth. Sorry, I just found a birthday here that was missing from my list. Uh, Nick Muhammad. Uh, he plays Nate on uh, uh, Ted Lasso. Oh, he's awesome. Uh, yes, he yeah. is. And you know what I didn't realize? I've seen him in some other things before and didn't even realize it. He's had some some smaller bit parts. He was in The Martian. He was like one of the techs in The Martian. I'm just looking at his IMDb. But he's so great in Ted Lasso as uh, as Nate. Though we'll be keeping our eye on him this season. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. And you need to watch yeah. uh, the series if you uh, are not familiar with it and uh, see why we need to watch what's up with him. But uh, he turned... I'm not sure how old he is today. I'm Let's go with uh, 38. All right, 38, yeah, you think? Yeah. Wow, yeah. Hang man. on. He looks great. I think he's a little younger than that. Let's go with 32. That's a stab in the dark. Hold on. I got to go back to this huh? former page. He's 42. How about wow. that? Wow. All right. I was uh, under without going yeah. over. I win the showcase. You win the showcase. Both yeah. showcases, yeah. actually. So, uh, Liev Schreiber has his birthday today. Super talented. Yep. He's uh, 55 years old today. And not only a lot of great films and shows like Ray Donovan and The Maturing, Manchurian Candidate and Hurricane, but... Uh, his voiceover work is fantastic yep. for documentaries. He, uh, he does, does all, like, the NFL stuff on, yeah. uh, on HBO. Yeah, does he do... He does uh, Hard Knocks. Uh, he might yeah. do 24-7 Like as well. when the yeah. Flyers were in the Road to the Winter Classic? Yeah. He voiced all of those... Um, all of those shows on HBO. It's I weird because I suspect he might get back with Naomi Watts at some point. You think so? Uh, they hang out Maybe. a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I, when I listen to him doing the voiceover, I'm like, this, it, I'm like, it doesn't sound like... Him. Do you know, know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. He goes into kind of an announcer mode, which changes things slightly, and you yep. can't you can't pick it out 
Like, if you were to hear, like, Kevin Costner doing a voiceover, right. you'd be like, oh, that's him, obviously. Yep. Or, or, you know, some of these uh, distinct voices. Carol right. Channing. But he can slide in it. Yeah, this is with the tie with the Flyers one <laughs> in the postseason. <laughs> so impressive so on the icon. <laughs> Who's doing your VO? <laughs> What's Carol Channing? I couldn't tell. Clyde Giroud. You know, you call him she. That's his nickname. <laughs> Wait, is she dead or is she still alive? I think she died. Yeah. She, she, yeah. She's uh, dead. God, she's God rest her soul. Not getting any work. Wow. Then wow. the phone doesn't ring like it used to. <laughs> All right. Also celebrating birthday today is Alicia Silverstone. Huh. Uh, she's 46 years old. She's kind of annoying. Ah. You think so? Okay. Yeah, because she bit. feeds her kids like a bird? I mean, that's annoying, too, but yeah. You know what she does on Instagram a lot? She reenacts uh, scenes from Clueless. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Really. Which I, I will contend is a perfect movie. Okay. Yeah. It's weird, uh, Kathy. Parenthood can completely change people. They, like, turn into something, you know? She turned into a bird. Well, yeah. she... Um, <laughs> Listen, I, I think a majority of parents love their children's right. and children's <laughs> childs, and uh, but some take it to a whole other level, and you know, and they parent in such a way that they, it's almost like they want to make you feel like I love my child more than you, and you think that's yeah, yeah maybe yeah. it's possible, yeah. I love all children, <laughs> and, but I love hockey more. Yeah, big hockey. Big. Uh, by the way, so Casey, uh, yeah. you and I should get together, and we will both watch uh, Clueless and Pretty Woman because okay. I've never seen Clueless. It's good. It's crazy. Yeah, and I know. I've never seen it. Uh, but a movie I love that she's in is Blast from the Past. Uh, it's great. Cute, cute movie. Brendan Fraser. She's 46 today. Armand Asante. Yes. 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 Uh, he was in uh, <laughs> Private Benjamin. Uh, Hoffa, uh, Little Darlings. He um, was in Judge Dredd. He was in Judge Dredd? That's right. Okay. <laughs> With me and Rob Schneider. Uh, and he also pops up in um, Lane. American Gangster. He does. If you remember. So he is 73 today. Uh, the great Susan Sarandon has her birthday. Uh, it's wild going back and watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah. and seeing her in that so, movie. Like 11 years old. Yeah. Um, she won her Oscar for the, uh, where she played the, the nun, right? In yeah. the, uh, the, the, the mild. Capital uh, Murder Case. Yes. Uh, uh, Dead, like, Man sure. Dead, Dead Man Walking. walking. Yep. Dead Man Walking. Dead Man Walking. Bull Durham, Thelma and Louise, obviously. She's 76 today. Russell Simmons, co-founder of Def Jam Records and Fat Farm Clothing. Uh, he is 65. Uh, Rachel Lee Cook. Ah. She's all that. Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, she's 43 today. Josie and the Pussycats is a guilty pleasure. It's a cute movie. Yeah, yeah. I liked it too. Uh, Chris Lowe, who is one half of the Pet Shop Boys. He's like the non-lead singer half of Pet Shop He's Boys. the manager of the Pet Shop. Uh, he is 63. No, I'm a big fan of the Pet Shop Keep Boys. Yeah, uh, they got a few songs I like. Give me, give me one their biggest one. Opportunities was a big one. West End Girls. West End oh, West, Girls was a big one, I too. I got the brains. You got... Who's, is that... That's Let's opportunities. Make lots okay. of money. Yeah. Hey! Uh, <laughs> You know, the, the remix. It has yeah. that hey! in there. Wait, what's the one? I was thinking of the Chips Ahoy commercials. Don't you want me, baby? Hey! hey. <laughs> that was a human lady. That's yeah. human lady. Yeah. Damn yeah. it. Different band. All right. Uh, Melissa Benoist. Is that how you say her Benoist. name? That's how I say it. I'm going to say Benoist. As in balls. Yeah. Uh, Benoist. Uh, Whiplash, uh, Supergirl, The Longest Ride. She is 34 today. Uh, Dakota Johnson also Love celebrates her. her birthday. Yeah. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, obviously a huge, huge hit for her. Uh, and she celebrates her 33rd birthday. And then the last birthday I saw worth mentioning is the great Christoph Waltz. Ooh, yes. That's a bingo. Yeah. He's, he's amazing in everything he does. He's really compelling. Yeah. He's, and he's also in the Bond series. 
you know, well, he he's spoiler alert. He's finally out of the box series. <laughs> He's what's that now? <laughs> he's he's no longer in the Bond series. He was. He was, but uh, oh, I don't know. I didn't. I, I haven't followed yeah, it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's wonderful in uh, Inglorious Bastards, and uh, I I like Django Unchained. I thought his character was great in that too. He can also play Alita, uh, uh, Battle Angel. Oh he, yeah, he plays a very paternal character, and he's very good. Sixty six today. All right, happy birthday, everybody. We'll see if we can get an answer to this question. A waltz length dress stops at what part of the body? Two one five two six three. WMMR. We got a couple of Chris's on the line, but we're going to go to the first one that called in, which is Chris Y. Hey, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, Chris. I need to know a waltz length dress stops at what part of the body? Mid calf. The calf. Yeah. All right. Never heard of that. Thanks, Chris. Hang on. Well, that's, I mean, that's the length of the dresses they wore when they did the waltz. I guess so. Ah. You got this uh, correct, sir. So we're going to give you a pair of combo passes for the Bates Motel Haunted Attractions, Glen Mills, PA. And it is this week's big friggin' deal. Don't miss this, gang. Two tickets for the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions for just $50. I mean, that's half price to experience the number one haunted attraction in America. And you can get it now. WMMR.com. The keyword is deal while supplies last. And I believe that passes for like everything there. It is. Go this weekend. Which is like the corn maze and the hay, the hay ride and the and the, the hotel and all that stuff. Those so kind of things. You can go to <laughs> the hay ride and the, 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 and the things and the scary things that come out and go Bleh! So uh, you can get that now at WMMR.com. All right, we're starting off with a Kardashian story. Kim has agreed to pay $1.26 million to settle uh, Securities and Exchange Commission charges uh, for promoting uh, Ethereumax's crypto asset on Instagram and failing to disclose a payment that she received for Mm -hmm. the promotion. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, Gary Gensler, the chairman for the SEC. uh, Oh, Gary, you're so silly. (laughs) Uh, Said on Monday, this case is a reminder... <laughs> that when celebrities or influencers influencers endorse investment opportunities, including crypto asset securities, it doesn't mean that those investment products are right for all investors. This is kind of interesting because at the beginning of um, the uh, influencer uh, thing, she was called out a couple of times for doing basically commercials for products on her social media where she wasn't disclosing being compensated for that. And that was a big thing. Yep, it is a big thing. A lawyer for Kim said in a statement, uh, Kim fully cooperated with the SEC from the very beginning, and she remains willing to do whatever she can to assist the SEC in this matter. Declare my good name. She wanted to get this matter behind her to avoid a protracted dispute. The agreement that she reached with the SEC allows her to do that so that she can move forward with her many different business pursuits. Now, speaking of her business pursuits, on Monday, I can't believe this. Kim launched a true crime podcast (laughs) called The System on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, Spotify said in a statement, narrated by Kim Kardashian. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. Immediately a worse nasally voice. Oh, my God. There's like blood all over those. (laughs) And then the murderer entered the room. Yeah. (laughs) Raise the knife up towards the ceiling. Wait, I need to hear this. Yeah, I know. I do, too. Uh, so <laughs> narrated, by, narrated by Kim Kardashian alongside veteran true crime producer Lori Rothschild and Zaldi. She's, what, was it Keith Morrison does all the Dateline stuff? Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, 
Is he involved? He, no, well, he's one of he's considered the benchmark for true crime sort of narration. Okay. She's right. the absolute opposite. The system dives into the story of Kevin Keith, a man convicted of triple homicide who, for nearly three decades, has been working alongside his family to prove that he was wrongly accused. So she is diving into this world. Whose idea was this? I would love to get a Moby Dick narrated by Kim Kardashian. (laughs) Right. Um, What's all right? So I mean, we were talking about off air, like podcasts, and how many of them are you know the estimate two point four million separate podcasts, not episodes, shows, shows, and so so many of them cannot find their way out of the weeds, and then she comes in. Well, this and one just, will, and uh, immediately, yeah. whether it's good or bad, I assume it's. Yeah. Well, she's probably going to have like top notch like producers and, yeah, and sure. writers and well, all that stuff. She, that... She'll probably get a, a big um, a, a listenership out of the gate, and that will diminish once people realize they can't stand her voice. <laughs> if it says narrated by Kim Kardashian, she's just going to be reading a script. Right? right. It reading... sounds to me yeah. that, no, that that's, that's like all she'll be. Oh, I don't know, Kath. I know <laughs> definitely. I don't. Darren Cage. Somebody else will be doing the interviewing and uh, obviously the. The research and all that sort of stuff. Because I've, I've listened to some of that stuff. Uh, I, I love that yeah, stuff. It's yeah. really, really good stuff. I've heard one or two and, and gotten caught up. But it, it's yeah. it's not my jam yeah. altogether. But, I, yeah, if done well, yeah. sure. Yeah. It can be very entertaining. What is this? The question is, who done it? I am Kim Kardashian. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, yeah. I, I do want to get a sample out if we can scare one up. All right. Uh, the system. So, on to some other things. On Monday's episode of The View, Whoopi Goldberg called out a film critic who wrote that she found Goldberg's fat suit distracting in the movie Till, which had its world premiere at the New York Film Festival over the weekend. However, Whoopi clarified she wasn't wearing a fat suit. Yeah. She said, I really don't care how you feel about the movie, uh, but you should know that uh, uh, that was not a fat suit. That was me. That was me. That was steroids. Remember last year? I assume you don't watch the show or you would know that it was not a fat suit. Uh, she was apparently taking steroids at the time. She was pretty uh, filming, uh, treat yeah. for Treating for her sciatica symptoms. Oh, is that what that was for? That's what it says in oh, this story okay. here. So uh, she added, it's okay to not be a fan of the movie, but you want to leave some, you want to leave people's looks out of it. Just uh, comment on the acting. And if you have questions, ask somebody. I'm sure you didn't mean to be demeaning. Uh, so apparently she was very pudgy. How was she in the stand? Uh, she was great as yeah. Mother Abigail. I, I didn't like the series overall, right. but uh, I think she was right for that part. All right, yeah. I mean, she's a great actress. There's um, a I don't I'm not gonna say her name, even though she posted it. But there's a local uh, reporter who I guess has gained weight. I don't know. I I didn't really notice, but somebody wrote an article about her weight gain. Oh, man. Are you kidding? She posted the article, basically saying like, "Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like, you have no idea what's going on in my life." And the totally. article the article was posted. So and so isn't pregnant. Like, okay. she just gained weight, and that was what it was about. Oh, man. I, yeah, it was that's, terrible. I was like, cool. but I was annoyed that I wish that she, no, but okay. that, that station. Um, I was annoyed that she posted it, because I'm like, you just drew attention to it. Yeah. Now, all these yeah. other people that didn't see it, I would have never seen it had she not posted it. But That's like the worst she, thing is, oh, when do you, when you do? And the person just put on weight, you know? I mean, listen, anybody who has put on weight, they already know. Yeah. They don't need you to tell them. Yeah, totally. Well, And they would ridiculous. never write that about a man. 
You know, right, totally. That article yeah. wouldn't come out about yeah. that. No, yeah, you're right. All right, uh, Joshua Jackson. Haven't talked about that guy in a long time. Uh, opened up to E! News recently about his first few years as a father. Uh, the Dawson's Creek star shares his two-year-old daughter, uh, Janie, with his wife, Jody Turner-Smith. Janie's got a gun. <laughs> and he said, uh, essentially about fatherhood, he goes, you don't know anything. Uh, you just don't know anything until you get started. Uh, you don't have a choice. You dive right in one way or another. Uh, he said, uh, it doesn't matter how many classes or conversations or help or aunts or parents. You don't know anything. And then you learn everything. And the baby teaches you as you go. I think he's spot on with that. That was your experience as well? I'll never forget because we had family in town. We have no family. Here, yeah. Uh, my wife and I. And so family came in when she was giving birth. So we had support. Uh, and then... When they left, it was just the three of us, and we're like, "Oh no!" It got really mm-hmm. like we weren't expecting it. I want a divorce. <laughs> it's like uh, I'm yeah. leaving. I can't remember uh, a lot about uh, when Ben was first born, but I specifically remember walking out of the hospital with with me and Melissa and Ben, and uh, thinking to myself, "I can't believe they're letting us leave this place." I know. You know, they're they're they're. In, <laughs> we walked in with two people, and now we're walking with three. Unprepared, we are. You're letting us go with this human. <laughs> I have questions about this facility. Yeah, yeah I'll Do never you forget. you know how absolutely immature I am? <laughs> Seriously? Exactly. What I'll, are you, stupid? I'll never forget when everybody left our house and it was just us just three. I was like, what? wow, it got real. Yeah. It got way more real than I thought it was going to get. My brother had twins a year ago yeah. and same, he said we left and he, and he said he just looked and he was like, there's two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. it's crazy. Two humans There's I have to keep alive. Yeah, Joshua's correct Jeez. about this. Uh, he also shared that uh, Janie recently learned how to hang up on him over FaceTime. He said the most recent discovery was the hang up button on FaceTime. He said this is this is less cool for me because now she just tells me, Dada, I can't talk now. I'll call you when I wake up. Click. He said, yeah, she calls it the bye-bye button, and she knows what she wants. She's a boss lady. Oh, yeah, when they find the hang-up button, oh, it's yeah. a game. Uh, it, it becomes a game. game. Yeah. Uh, She-Hulk actress uh, Jamila Jamil is speaking out against the recent decision to choose uh, controversial designer Carl Lagerfeld uh, for the theme of the 2023 Met Gala. Uh, Vogue had announced uh, the news of the theme last week. It infuriates me. Uh, it infuriates you. What's the uh, controversy here? Well, no I'll, I'll, I'll read her statement. Uh, she said, this man was indeed supremely talented, but used his platform in such a distinctly hateful way, mostly towards women. So repeatedly and up until the last years of his life, showing no remorse, offering no atonement, no apology, no help to groups he attacked. Uh, there was no explanation for his cruel outburst. She wrote this on Instagram, by the way. Uh, she continued saying those groups were women who were sexually assaulted, the entire Me Too movement, gay couples who wanted to adopt all fat people, specifically fat women. And some of his greatest harm was against Muslim refugees and the dis- disgusting way he spoke about people fleeing their homes for fear of their lives. Uh, she noted that saying her piece uh, would probably end her relationship with Vogue. Uh, regardless, she regardless she pointed out uh, why is this who we celebrate when there are so many amazing designers out there who aren't bigoted white men? What happened to everyone's principles and advocacy? Uh, you don't get to stand for justice in these areas and then attend the celebration of someone who uh, reveled in his own public disdain for marginalized people. I personally don't know all the background. I, I remember no hearing rumors of him being a pretty dismissful person, but I don't know. She posts a bunch of quotes on this. Hell of a lot about uh, Karl Lagerfeld. Yeah, I mean, he kind of railed against uh, Me Too. He railed against um, uh, 
same-sex marriage. So he, there are plenty of quotes directly attributed to him, and she includes them in this in this Instagram post. Okay, uh, but they're having this whole event. I'm not sure when the gala is next year, but that's the whole theme. Is I thought the Met Gala was going away? Carl Lagerfeld. I thought it was too. Yeah, I thought they're going to start doing the Yankees Gala. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It is a baseball-themed thing, isn't uh, it? Mean, sure, yeah yeah, 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 absolutely. You've seen the outfits. Right, It's all right. about baseball. I mean, Tommy Lasorda there. And Mr. Mm-hmm. Met really yeah, should yeah. go. That guy's got a huge head. Huge. Uh, another source has uh, filled people in on what, uh, People Magazine in, on what's actually happening between Brad Pitt and Emily Ratajkowski, or Ratajkowski, I don't know what that's that damn name. Uh, apparently, the source said he was introduced to Emily by a friend in the art world. There is an attraction, but nothing serious going on. Nice uh, cans. She, she is obviously... <laughs> Did you say can? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a good actor. Uh, she is obviously gorgeous and very into art as well. They have a lot uh, to talk about and always have a great time when they hang out. That's <laughs> always when they say things like they have a lot to talk about. Yeah, but I just, I mean, literally just heard yesterday that Brad Pitt was dating a regular you person. Told us. Yeah. Yeah. You said it gave you hope. Yeah. You mentioned that, and what? Um, what can you tell us, Case? I, I mean, Not I, unless you I didn't you, see, none of my sources reported that. I can't tell you jack squat. Uh, Where'd you hear about it? My wife sent me a text, and the text came from some sort of guy. Dick up milk and Brad Pitt's dating a regular person. Okay. <laughs> so, so she follows a few different uh, uh, Instagram handles, and there's one called Du Moi, uh, Nick, uh, D-E- U X M O I Du Moi Du Moi Du Moi yeah. Du Moi and that I is a one of those it's like a Ted Casablanca type of uh right like a like a Perez Hilton sort of thing yeah so right. you and I uh, uh over the past couple of months I've said something and you go I haven't heard about that well I'm like well I have it because I heard it from my wife who heard it from Du Moi Right. Uh, and and we trust Dumois. And she it, trusts, yeah. Did those things come to pass? Yes. Not uh, a as one. a matter of fact, so so <laughs> Dumois usually has something that that um hap, hap, that happens on there that a few weeks later, a month right. later, will. Marissa's smiling and nodding. I want to know why. Yeah, Dumois is he gets all the gossip. Like people send in blind items, and it's sometimes it's people in the industry who send things, or like a waitress will serve these people at a restaurant and submit it there. So it's like kind of a big deal to get your tip picked up by Dumois, mm. and it's usually very correct. She reported that story about Delta Burke having curly fries. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. Okay. No, I thought they were uh, tater tots. Oh, tater tots. All right. No, see, you got it wrong. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, when it happens we will we will give you credit casey yeah all right, all right well uh, then i'll have to give my wife credit and then she'll have to give Dumois you gotta understand credit. preston is the our entertainment reporter he, that's he, right he's getting all the anonymous tips yeah, yeah. he's the uh harvey levin and Absolutely. i'm the annoying person in the cube farm right <laughs> <laughs> on the show yeah yeah, yeah. uh well anyway i listen I, if, if, if you're right you're right and uh we will see about that but uh i wait till we get a little more substantial uh, oh, you can't be all willy-nilly when you're a journalist. Go I'll, ahead I'll be the boots this. on the street there, Press. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, Edie Falco, who plays Pete Davidson's mom in the upcoming Peacock series, Bupkis, uh, told Pete... I was thinking of, uh, of uh, Rocky. Yeah. yeah. But, but but his name is Butkus. Butkus, right? Yeah. Not Bupkis. Uh, he told oh, Pete... I want to kiss your butt. Page six recently <laughs> that it's... Uh, it's not surprised, she's not surprised by the Saturday Night Live star's dating history. This is according to Edie Falco, okay? She sees it. She said, you kind of fall in love with him the second you meet him. Uh, there is something so endearingly vulnerable. It's and, like a wounded bird. And out there about him. Uh, he doesn't. 
You could just crush him in your hand. Put him in a shoebox and take him to the vet. Uh, He doesn't play games. He doesn't try to keep up an image beyond what he cops to, she said. He's absolutely lovable. The second you meet him, you just want to hug him. Is she saying they've done it? I want to kiss you. (laughs) I want to kiss you. Uh, I don't know what she's saying. She's just saying, yeah, I think she's got a thing for him. So, Mm. I don't know. Uh, In an interview, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar said that she and her husband, Freddie Prinze Jr., do not let their kids have their own social media accounts. Uh She's been talking about that. She said, our rules are probably stricter than the most. Our kids don't have social media. And she said they're allowed to look sometimes when it's our phones. And she said, sometimes our kids will be like, you guys are the strictest household. I said, yes, but everyone still wants to come here. So she explained to her children, I think this is a pretty good Explanation. She said she explained to her children that it's like getting a Paw Patrol tattoo on your face at five years old. Because at that age, there's nothing better than Paw Patrol. And now you're 10 and 13 and you still have these tattoos on your face and it's not even who you are anymore. <laughs> so they kind of compare it to that. How old are her, their kids though? I assume they're 10 and 13. Okay. Because she said so now you're 10 and 13. Okay. So Or she just said... They're actually five and six, which said now you're 10 and 13. Yeah, I don't yeah. really know. So, all right, anyway. Uh, one of the most popular YouTube stars on the platform, Dream is his name, has finally revealed his face publicly for the first time after eight years. Were you familiar with Dream? Uh, no, but my, my daughter, Caroline, was way familiar. Big okay. time. And in fact, I just said, hey, do you know who Dream is? She's like, yeah, he did this face reveal. So she knew all about him. <laughs> uh, Dream has 30 million subscribers, Jeez. making him one of the most prolific individuals in the history of the platform. His recent face reveal was viewed 15 million times within the first nine hours of uploading. 15 million times. Making this video absurdly popular even when compared to the biggest celebrities on the platform. Uh, Dream's face reveal starts with his chair turned away from the camera. Uh, Just light brown hair and his familiar voice to hint at what comes next. Finally, after more than a minute of teasing, he takes off the mask he was wearing and reveals his face. So that mask was something he wore constantly? No, that I don't know. Uh, Now, his... um his like av- his avatar was just a a smile, right. I think. So maybe it looks like that. And is he a, a gamer? I believe so. What does Dumas say about this? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, so another popular YouTuber and friend of Dreams, uh, George Not Found, commented saying, "This is actual YouTube history." Uh, Dream also confirms in the video description that George Not Found will be uploading a video to his own channel where he showcases. Uh, the first time he saw Dream in person. Uh, over the course of Dream's rise to fame, his simplistic avatar with a crudely drawn smile has become an iconic part of his character and has only fueled speculation on what he actually looks like. For many fans, this is uh, years of discussion finally put to rest. So when did he go on YouTube? Do we have a, a point at which he um, I don't started? Have a, yeah, I don't have to, his history. To accrue 30 million followers. Yeah. And- that's substantial. Yeah. Big time. So, uh, what, what, at you at most, 15, 16 million? Uh, yeah, somewhere yeah, in yeah. that neighborhood. I'm like, not even it's half. Like, not even half of, of where it's he horrible. is. But, uh, yeah, so it was, it was a big deal for uh, YouTubers. 2014, he joined Preston. Wow. And Steve, you were right. It's uh, Minecraft. That's where he uh, came okay. to stream. All right. All right, so Netflix acknowledged, Netflix acknowledged uh, Mean Girls Day on Monday by granting viewers a first look at its forthcoming holiday romantic comedy oh, starring Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. 
And it's due out November 10th. It's called Falling for Christmas. It marks Lindsay's first leading role in a major movie in nearly a decade. It's like I never left high school. She, she pla- looks, at least on the, the cover, she looks good. Does she? Yeah. Do I? She plays uh, Sierra, a spoiled, newly engaged hotel heiress who is stricken with amnesia uh-huh. after being injured in a skiing accident. Okay. The a case memory- of chicken fingers fell out of her head. The memory-impaired Sierra begins her recovery in the care of a widowed ski lodge owner, Jake, played by Glee actor Cord Overstreet, <laughs> and his young daughter, Olivia Perez, just days before Christmas. Uh, and they break her ankle so she can't leave. Look. <laughs> <laughs> she gets hobbled? Yeah, she gets hobbled. Oh, man. Uh, Lowen said that uh, working on Falling for Christmas... I'm felt, not a dirty bird. ...felt like a throwback uh, to the early days of her career. She said it's such a refreshing, heartwarming, romantic comedy. And All right. I'm, I miss doing uh, those kinds of movies. Isn't I'm not bored. Like, it's not like Overboard where she's, uh, you know, uh, kidnapped it's... and put into servitude. And... Right. <laughs> and then all of a but sudden, was all is such... forgiven. She was such a bitch beforehand. Oh, yeah, though. so she deserved it. You yeah, just man. don't like overboard. <laughs> Get to work. No, I do. I love well, it. But when I you want... gotta let it go. Yeah, I mean, so that's part of the deal. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she's. Uh, I know she's imprisoned. Yeah. Exactly. There, but there's no... Held against her she, will. She, they don't not putting cigarettes out on her. Uh, Netflix... they, they help her find love. God damn it. Okay. Netflix unveiled the images on Monday, October 3rd, to to coincide with the date referenced by Lindsay's uh, Katie Heron in a classroom exchange uh, uh, with her crush, Aaron Uh Samuels, who's played by Jonathan Bennett, and an iconic scene from Mean Girls. So I I don't know Mean Girls lore all that well, but apparently October 3rd was a big day. Yes, so she's trying to talk to him, and so that's one of the exchanges. He now hosts the the Halloween... um, the Halloween Bake Off show. Have you seen this show? That they they all pop up around uh, Christmas and Halloween, and and uh, so he is the host of that show, and he's pretty terrible at it, I have to say. Well, several of her uh, Mean Girls co-stars have found success in the holiday genre in 2020. Bennett uh, made history when he appeared in the Christmas House, the Hallmark Channel's first holiday film to feature an LGBTQ storyline. That was actually pretty good. And then Lacey Chabert starred in several Hallmark holiday films, including last year's Christmas at Castle Heart and 2015's A Christmas Melody. So, uh, you know what? I could see Lindsay finding a home in those Hallmark movies. Hallmark? Yes. I think she's perfect for that. She's she's pretty. Uh, she's uh, and and listen. I think Hallmark the the movies are great. Yeah, you can be a pretty marginally talented actress and have a full career. You can be a oh, Meryl yeah. Streep level talent on Hallmark. Uh, she was uh, so. I think Lindsay could. She's her sequel she could, is Cigarettes for Christmas. She could segue right over there. You get her. Look under the tree. It's a carton of cigarettes. It's a carton. Santa cape. Wow. Uh, directed by uh, Janine Damien, Falling for Christmas is Lindsay's first entree into a three-picture deal with Netflix. There you go. Her next project for the streaming platform is a romantic comedy titled Irish Wish. And if all goes well, Falling for Christmas could mark the start of a comeback for Lindsay, whose last major film role was 2013's The Canyons. So it's been a while. Now. Yeah. So she you know was poised to be something really big, oh, but yeah, obviously yeah. she became more a darling of the... Uh, of the gossip magazines. Yep. Uh, so, you know, who's the, uh, who's the DJ she was involved with for the longest time? So, uh, yeah. Ronson. Samantha Ronson. Yeah. Samantha Ronson. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, I hope stuff works out for her. Thank yeah. you, Preston. I, I she appreciate that. I, 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 have a, I have a soft place in my heart for Lindsay. You're, uh, your ventricle. It's my, it's my lower, yeah, it's one of my ventricles. So, she, uh, 
I, 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 we had watched her and we're like, okay, this gal can go somewhere. Right. And then we watched her have all her problems. This girl's and, going somewhere. And fizzle out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I felt kind of bad for her. I mean, she was doing a lot of stupid things, but. Uh, Don't count this girl out. I hope she comes back around. All right. And then finally, the official trailer for the highly anticipated Black Panther sequel is here. Providing a glimpse at the new Black Panther, who appears to be a woman, as you can, can tell by the Right, album. right. Uh, as well as the underwater kingdom of uh, Talokan, I guess is how you say that, or Talokan, I'm not sure. Newark. Uh, or we call it uh, Newark. <laughs> uh, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Letitia Wright, uh, Denai Guri- Guerrera, uh, Florence Kazumba, uh, Winston Duke, Angela Bassett, and Martin Freeman have all reprised their roles from the original film. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is scheduled to hit theaters on November 11th. I can't tell exactly what's going on in the trailer. It's very so kinetic. They mourn, uh, they obviously spend a lot of time mourning the death of uh, the Black Panther, uh, and then they, they pick up the, um, you know, his legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prince Namor, Submariner, is the... Uh, is that uh, who this is supposed to be? Initially the villain in it, and I uh, that's my understanding, it could be wrong, and then there is um, a Iron Man type of suit that plays its way into this as well. So this, so this is Namor. Yes. Okay. He's in this. I didn't know that. Yes. I mean, I saw, I saw the guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm like, okay, but but I didn't hear them say his name. Right. I didn't know who they were uh, referring to. So, huh? It looks good. I am. I'm a big fan of the first one. Yeah. Absolutely. Make right. it good. That's all we ask. Uh, mystery clips. No, we got it. Okay. Uh, former contestants from The Bachelor and Bachelorette get a second chance at love in Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, I've watched two episodes of this. Here, contestant Michael Alio explains why the show is the perfect dating solution. Here we go. I think what people don't realize is dating as a single parent, it's tricky on the logistics side. Like, So this is kind of my way of condensing all of that. And hopefully finding somebody that, you know, I match with. Shut the f*** up! <laughs> New episode of Bachelor in Paradise tonight at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock at ABC. Can you hit Mark one more time? Shut the f*** up! <laughs> Mark Summers. Uh, this show uh, is, it is really... Uh, this, if you um, found it hard to watch uh, Lord of the Flies... Because of what it said about humanity, uh-huh. that's a feel-good rom-com compared to this. Okay. It just—it's it, the horrible people, yeah. self-involved people on an on an island. And uh, in the first episode, it was clearly overcast and crappy weather. Yet they had to shoot anyway, so they kept making reference to being in paradise. And it clearly was not a good day. And, okay, uh, but uh, these are the, the the people who've been on other series getting together, and it's uh, you know you you it's almost impossible. To get more self-involved than they are, it's um, it's incredibly shallow. Oh, beyond shallow. Yeah, it's yeah. In the Shiloh. The Shiloh. What it is. <laughs> in the Shiloh. It's so shallow. It's Shiloh. All right, yeah. let's go to the the next clip. Here we go. Mr. Harrigan's phone, a movie based on the novel by Stephen King, follows a young boy who befriends the dead. Oh, this is from a short story. Oh, this is from If It Bleeds. Awesome. I read that book. Sorry. All right. All right. <laughs> In this clip, star uh, Jaden Martell discusses getting to bring another Stephen King character to the screen. Here we go. What makes him special as a writer is his ability to create these characters that feel very real. And Craig was one of those characters that very complex. Um, he's 
very far from perfect, which I loved. Um, of course, I, I, all actors want some sort of edge or, uh, you know, something they can play with. <laughs> so what is the story? Uh, well, it's so... With there, the ending included, please. Uh, I will leave okay. that in. No, there's, there's a, a book called... Um, uh, if it bleeds, and it's a it's a series of of uh, shorter stories, right? And they all have kind of a thread that goes through them, all right? Uh, which King does wonderfully, and and sometimes the thread is very very thin, but but there is a connection to these other stories, and I love it when he does it. So I think there's I think there's five total stories in the whole book, and uh, Mr. Harrigan's phone. It's about a relationship about a uh, an older uh, wealthy man and and uh, young boy who lives in the same town and. He comes to kind of help him around the house and read to him and things like that. And then he buys him a, a cell phone and I'll just leave it at okay. that. Some, some Is it odd, magical? Odd things happen. It's 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 touching and, and uh, it's also a little bit... I, I thought it to be kind of a, a sweet story, to be honest. So, Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I really like that series. So uh, Mr. Harrigan's phone will be available for streaming on Netflix tomorrow. And that actor, Jaden Martell, Kathy, I think we know him from... He's the, the, the Chris Evans show where... Did his son mm, stab that kid or did he not stab that kid? Wait, what show? Uh, it was Chris Evans. Um, it was on Apple Plus. Oh, yes. Uh, Stabby McSimon um, Steve. Yeah. Oh, if God. I mean it was Jacob. like, yes. Yeah. It was a very depressing show. Oh, yeah. Was it good, yeah. though? I was talking about that. It was, yeah, yeah I liked it. It, yeah. it was good, but, but it was, whew, I depressing. think he's from Philadelphia. Is he not, Jaden Martell? I feel like he. Yeah, he is, uh, Casey. Okay. Oh, and he he was the main character in, uh, in It. Uh, Bill, was that his name? Um, uh, Nick, if you could scroll down. Yeah, Bill Denbro. Yeah, Bill oh, Denbro. Okay. He's the main character, yeah. Billy. All right. Anyway, uh, it's uh, it's going to be available stream for Netflix tomorrow. Yay! Oh, I'm excited about that. I'll save that. Uh, by the way, we have the clip oh. of Kim Kardashian yes. Oh, yes. and her true crime uh, podcast narrating. Uh, narrating it. So let's hear how this sounds. We haven't heard this yet. Damon Chapman, a relative of the victims. Yes, there it is. There the go. vocal fright relative <clears throat> the victims said he was sure Kevin did it. We knew Kevin did it. There's no doubt. We knew it from the jump that Kevin did this. Kevin says he didn't do this crime. His brother Charles believes him. He says, Chuck, I didn't do this, man. He said, I did not do this. Charles mentioned that Kevin had an alibi witness that placed him 30 minutes away from the scene of the crime in Bucyrus, Ohio. It's not awful. I'm, I'm actually no. surprised. I, to be honest, not, I, I was not, expecting worse. I was too. But I will not listen but to any not of like, them ever. It's still not a narrator's voice. No, no, no I know. No. But I like it. I thought it was going to just be terrible. Should have Chloe do it. Yeah. Well, it's because she's reading a script. Let's let yeah. her solo for a little while. Yeah. 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 Knock at the door. Yeah. <laughs> the storm raged outside. All right, uh, that is it in my entertainment report for now, dear friends. Uh, let us take a break because we got a lot of stuff to get to today. We're going to have the uh, amazing uh, Marina Bakarin, uh on the program. Yes. You know, from, uh, Deadpool and uh, actually lots of, Tons uh, of stuff. shows and movies throughout the years. But she is uh, on The Good House or in The Good House, which is in theaters now. Uh, and Michael Barr kind of checking in because the films are going to the playoffs. First time in 11 years. Unbelievable. So we're going to check in uh, with Barkan later on. And gang, we got money to give away you who loot your First chance is less than an hour away. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. 
Cue the jingle. There it is. It's Kathy Romano, and I've revealed my 2022 Kathy's Fall Activities List. Ten brand new ideas to get you into sweater weather mood. Find the list, which includes helpful tips and coupon codes for all you fall activity fanatics. Posted now on PrestonandSteve.com. A random text here to read. It says, uh, good morning yet uh, to all. And it says, uh, avid podcaster here. A great day for the Phillies, playoffs, baby, and the gorgeous Manthes fall activities list. <laughs> Can't wait to hear it. And then they write, shooby dooby doo wop Casey boy. <laughs> I think it's uh, the shabba shabba doo wop a doo wop a doo wop Hi, Grandma. Yeah, that one? Okay. I think, maybe. Hi, Grandma. Uh, so, anyhow, yes. Speak, Hi, Grandma. Speaking of Manthe's uh, fall activities list, that podcast is now available. You can also watch uh, yesterday's show if you would like to, as it was rolling out via the uh, YouTube stream. That's uh, those are always every day. You can go back and watch that. anything you've heard about. Maybe that there's a visual element to here in the studio. Go to our YouTube channel and watch there are it. Multiple ways to consume it. This is true, and I think Marissa is the um, link to. The YouTube in the uh, page of Fall Activities. Yes, it is. Yeah, so like you can see the whole list and then the link to to watch it uh, and get you know everything that we talked about Thanks. is right there. This is so good. Yeah, it's time for some girl on girl stuff. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Manthe. Okay. All right, so I saw this article uh, and it is a survey of over fifteen hundred residents in thirty major U.S. cities to determine which cities swear. Most frequently, cursing, okay? So using swear words, curse words, however you like to refer to it. What, uh, on a personal note, what's your level of cursing? Uh, it's kind of high. It's not, I think Casey is by far the highest of oh. any of us here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just, just in, in, so in passive conversation, <laughs> not, I, I curse a fair amount. I use them as uh, sentence enhancers. Yes, to quote SpongeBob. But uh, um, you know, that's I. I do. As I was thinking about it, and you had mentioned this topic early on, I do incorporate them a fair amount. It's usually when uh, I'm either really mad about something, right, or I'm really happy about something. Yes, uh, it's it seems yeah. to be on the uh, on the extreme ends of emotion when I when I throw out the curses, but so, in passive conversation, I I do that. I think it's kind of weird. Okay. It does yeah. always make the conversation better or make the story better. Right, right. But mine is it depends on who I'm talking to. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So like you guys, I can I will tell a story like yeah. that, no problem. But like I have a friend, and sometimes I'll tell the story and maybe say the f word, and I'm like, oh wait, I forgot. I don't do that. I know. And, and it makes me feel awkward. Yeah. And so then I stop and my story becomes, you know, something com- completely different because I'm not using those words. I've had that exact. In fact, I've had it recently where I'm like, oh, I'm, uh, I don't know if this person yeah, is comfortable with me talk talking this like way. That. So I, yes. uh, well, I have to go. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's an awkward thing. So the, in this uh, survey, they asked uh, people how often they swear, the situations they swear in the most, and even the age that they uttered. Uh, their first swear word. I think I remember the first time uh, I dropped the f bomb uh, in front of other people, and I was probably um, in like first grade or something like that. I yeah. remember saying it, and then my sister being like, "Oh my god, we <clears throat> pack a bag, we've got to leave." And it was like, "I'm telling," yeah. you know, that was the whole thing. I'm telling. The Christmas story. Yeah, yeah. I could not believe. So the average respondent swears 
21 times per day. Please. But, like, does that include... Like, damn and hell and stuff like that? Uh, That's a good question. Yeah. Yes, it does, actually, Casey. Okay. So this is this is according to the overall average. So uh, the average age Americans start. Well, you know what? Uh, let me dive into some of the uh, uh, the more specific. So here, um, younger generations are more likely to use swear words. Uh, Gen Z swears an average of twenty four times a day, compared by baby boomers swearing ten times per day. <laughs> no, 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 no. By you know nine a.m., we yeah. already doubled that. We curse more before nine a.m. than most people do all day. Uh, men uh, swear more than women. Uh, okay. Twenty twenty two versus eighteen times per day. This is per this particular right. survey. So the U.S. cities that swear the most, okay, that that curse the most. Where do you think we in Philadelphia fall? I'm going to put us way up there. I, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, we're yeah, way top up. ten. I feel like um, the Northeast is is I'll, a hotbed for curses. I'm going to put us top five. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh we're number four. All right. Yay! Yay! Now we're, we're number four. We're tied for number four. So I'll give you the I'll give you the the top five and and all the ties. So uh, number one is Columbus, Ohio. No, I've been kidding. Yeah, right. Is it just because they wake up in Columbus, Ohio? That <laughs> must be it. You start the day yeah. by dropping an F bomb yeah. as soon as you roll out of bed. Oh Columbus, God. Ohio. Okay, uh-huh. without a call, that one. Uh, number number two. <laughs> oh, F! I'm in Columbus. <laughs> Uh, so Las Vegas is number two. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. Well, there's a lot of people losing their mortgage. Yep, uh, yep. That was uh, one of the first mm-hmm. cities to legalize cursing. Number three is Jacksonville, Florida. So far, none of these in the Northeast case. Wow. Okay. What is that? Uh, number four, a place you're familiar with, Casey, Oklahoma City. Wow. wow. Okay. Recently went through town there. These it, seem to be a bit more, uh, I would not figure these uh, locations for a high level of cursing. Well. But maybe just mental duress is the reason. I had heard that the, the entire middle of the country is like, eh, just, you know, don't curse. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, I just for some reason thought that anything in and around the mighty Mississippi, they were like, no. Did you, Dumas tell you that? Uh, Dumas did not. Okay, no, right. but I did hear it. I thought recently I, I all heard All right. It. You heard what? That the middle of, of America just doesn't curse her as much. Yeah, yeah. Right. So tied for fourth is Philadelphia, yes. Dallas, and Indianapolis. Mm. <laughs> so I don't, I don't like the... being in a tie. No. We, got, we have to have an F off. I think we beat, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we'd beat Dallas. <laughs> I know Dallas. And uh, Dallas ain't, uh, they, they ain't cursing as much as we are. And then what's the other one, Preston? Uh, Indianapolis. Hmm. So there's another, you know. They have a, they have a big middle race. America. I know that. Uh, city. Uh, tied for fifth place, San Francisco, Fort Worth. Uh, which is right next to Dallas and uh, Louisville, uh, Kentucky. So whatever their metric was for determining this, they they couldn't work out one that would not cause ties. Hmm. I guess not. Get a little bit more specific, but uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Columbus has an average of thirty six swears per day. Las Vegas thirty times per day. Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, an average of 28 times I, per day. I'm so surprised that like Boston's not in there. Um, yeah. I don't know because when I just think of cursing, I just I, I have a couple of people in mind that are from the New England area, and uh, and th- and they are women. Yeah, uh, that they curse and they say the f word and stuff. Okay. And, and like the, like the one that I'm thinking of is, is older. Like yeah. she's like my mom's age, and and I was like, oh, this is this old women like 
say the F word? I, I, because I don't know if my mother has ever said the F word. Oh, my really... mom dropped an F bomb last week. Did she really? Oh, yeah. It was hilarious. I was cracking up. It was so funny to hear her say it. But she, yeah, my, yeah. It's, uh, it depends on, you know, how you're raised. Yeah. My father obviously spun a, uh, as they say, a tapestry of curses that uh, legendary. My mother, um, not so much. How about your mom, Kathy? No, no. no? I, Casey, I've heard my mom say the F word one time. Our entire, entire family still talks about it. We were in Montauk, and my parents were arguing about, arguing about whether to uh, stay in and eat and cook dinner or go out. And my mom said, we have effing chicken at home. Okay. <laughs> and so we still remember that. That's wow. <laughs> my mom uh, is like your mom and your mom, Casey. Um, she, she'll she substitute words. So she'll be like, uh, Casey, you joke around every now and then say cheese and crackers or things like that. But my mom does that. Uh, on purpose, you know, she'll, uh, gee willikers, you know, yeah, things like yeah. that. Gosh dang it, you know, yeah. and so she'll she'll drop uh, those types of curse words. Marissa, how about your mom? Because uh, maybe I have the only potty mouth mom here. <laughs> Preston, I think you do. Oh, wow. My mom is like everybody else's. Like, she, they'll slip once in a while, maybe like more than your mom's, but yeah. not regularly at all. My dad, though, it's just free flying. Well, okay. same thing. My dad, that was, that was it. My dad cursed. My mom didn't. Okay. My dad didn't either. I, I remember the first time I heard my dad say the F word. My mom had, had recently had had like either back or neck surgery, and so she was laid up. He had a lot on his plate, and I was being an a-hole. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he let me know it. And, uh, and so... I was probably like 13 or 14 years old when I had heard it. And then, and then I didn't hear it for years after that until I was like a full-blown adult. Um, but, so you can't blame your parents because I've got a potty mouth. And, and it was, ne- it, you know, maybe the S word was said around my house, but that was it. Around Thanksgiving. Yeah. By the way, Let's I'm gonna, eat this ass. I'm going to have those. There, there was a whole section. I'm going to hang on to it All for right. a minute here about uh, the replacements. Okay. The replacement words and phrases for curses, which are great. Yeah, she, my mom does it to this day. Uh, so where Americans use swear words. So locations and situations where people feel comfortable using profanity are different. And as it turns out, most are comfortable swearing in public. Yes. And two in three Americans think that it is acceptable to so, swear in public. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Would you no. say so? So like no. in a restaurant or a, I, I wouldn't. I don't do that. No, because I'm always worried right. that there's kids around. Right. Yeah. I said the S word at Jace's baseball game, and I was like, <gasps> oh, oh no. You're like, like, I got to take an S? Well, no, but oh. like, I, I felt bad because there's kids. Man, there's we're going to have around. to ask you to leave. I, did, I was almost thought that. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get kicked She's out. a broadcaster. That's why <laughs> they're very loose with the curses. Wait, I need to hear the situation. You Did you yell it at the umpire? No, no, or? no. no, no. It just, the S. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the kid was out at first, and I just went, yeah. ah, S. Oh. It was like, and not- by the way, Kathy would never take an S. Yeah, yeah. she would give, yeah. not give <laughs> right. one. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't give an S about that, but she would never say, "I got a really take yeah, it." Yeah, totally. <laughs> You're correct about that. <laughs> so uh, apparently, while Americans uh, most likely are to swear at home, which is fifty five percent, right? Twenty four percent of Americans swear uh, the most when out with friends. Only seven percent swear the most when driving. And a similar amount use the most swear words at their workplace. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, fairly correct. I, I, out and about again, I, I I wouldn't start cursing in public for the reasons you say, Kathy, and you know, people might are yeah. sensitive to it with friends a little bit more so, and probably during at no, I have to say um, uh, at home, I. <laughs> Uh, you know, when I'm watching TV, it's a standard thing to curse at the set. So, uh, and it's part of a joke that I do all the time with my wife. So that happens fairly liberally at home. 
Uh, and it says here, certain work cultures uh, find swearing more acceptable than others. Uh, but most professional language does not include swearing. It's used freely here all the time. Yes. 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 So mm-hmm. when I was at uh, home on Saturday, I ended up uh, tearing up some carpet on my steps. And uh, I have these uh, blisters on my two fingers there, Preston. And I noticed that I was saying uh, in, a, a word instead of a curse word over and over and over again. So w- what I meant by the curse word was mother effer. Right? Yeah. But I just kept saying, oh, you mother Oh, you and I kept saying "mother" over and over again. So I felt like I was getting the uh, the visceral, the visceral like, yeah. feeling. I would of, have of, to of follow cursing. through. Yeah, yeah. I, I I couldn't That's stop short at uh-huh. "mother." I'd have <laughs> to take it all mother. the way through. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, they asked Americans to rank their likeness, uh, likeliness to swear in certain situations where it's typically considered inappropriate at work, in front of strangers, at the dinner table, in front of elders, in front of kids, or in front of their boss. Of these Americans are more likely to swear at work, 69%, with residents of Philadelphia, Columbus, and Detroit most likely to swear on the job. We did it! So we're number one. Yeah! We're number one! Cursing at work. Number one! A majority of Americans are also likely to swear in front of strangers at 67%, at the dinner table at 63%, and in front of elders at 53%. Fewer are willing to swear in front of kids. Yes. Which is 48%, or directly in front of their boss, which is 39%. Casey has no problem with that. We've been sitting there with Joe Bell before, and I've heard Casey like every other word is F. Yeah. Just yeah, using no, it as a filler, not, right. not an anger. A sentence enhancer. Or just like, I can't think of it. It's the the effing guy. That, yeah. That, you know? So. Effing uh, camp out for hunger. Yeah, totally. Uh, see, I, w- I would never do that. I can't do that. In no, front of... Can, uh, it's easy. It's yeah, I think maybe in yeah. front of... Bill, I I probably maybe have. You've called him the C word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not to his face though, but I no, I don't think I would ever. That word would never come out of my mouth. No, you're a lady. No. Mm. Uh, so, and we're going to go to these calls. Thank you guys for calling in. Uh, let me get a couple, and then we're going to yeah. get into the uh, the curse word replacements because I have a feeling we're going to find some interesting ones. <laughs> I'm going to go to Matt. Hey, Matt. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey. Uh, so, my girlfriend's from New England. Um, her family, small town New England, her family doesn't curse that much. Uh, I brought her around my family and my dad, my sister, my brother, every other word out of their mouth is the F-bomb. All right. And bring her home. We go back home. She's like, you know, your parents, like, or your family uses the F-word, like, like and um. (laughs) 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 Yeah, um, I know what you're saying. As as this, I can't think of it real quick, so I just throw yeah. it in. It's yeah. the F and uh, I went down the, the F and what's it called? You know, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Filler words. Yeah, yes. filler words. Yep, absolutely. And so, did she pick up on that habit at all? Did she start doing it? I feel as though she definitely has. She okay. curses. She got a lot more F now. <laughs> It's, right. it's seductive. Thanks, man. You know, they've noticed though, uh, uh, or at least some surveys have indicated, Preston, that um, a, a um, uh, an inclination to curse. Is not what you would think that it's a sign of someone who is um, of a lower intellect or not able to communicate effectively. Um, that it's not necessarily a sign that you're, you know, uh, kind of a uh, a dummy. It's it's just the way you choose to illustrate your sentence. Apparently, it's needed. Yeah, uh, we as humans, uh, I've yeah. read studies before. We need to do that from time to time. It's actually good for you. It's funny though. I mean, what what becomes. Uh, 
offensive yeah. and what isn't sure. and why is it offensive? Like, why is the S word offensive or more offensive than saying feces or right. poop or something like that? It means the exact same thing. History of Swear World? I watched a yeah. little bit of it. They, they went from swear word to swear word. It was on Netflix. Uh, Nick Cage was the host of it. And uh, they ended, I think they ended with the F-bomb, but they had a whole bunch of other ones uh, in there as well. And it was it's interesting to learn the history of them and then why some have more resonance than others, why the F-word is the worst of all of them. Right. Also, Steve, you talked earlier about, you know, stopping short if, if Casey's saying mother. Like, yeah. I, I agree with you. Like, there's something very visceral about getting the the F sound out and then the CK sound. like Aggressive the, consonants. It, like, it feels really yes. good to project that okay. out of your body. Absolutely. Yeah. Hang on, let me go to Melanie. She wants to point out something her mom did. Hey, Melanie, good morning. Hey, guys, good morning. Yesterday, my mom was picking up my son from school, and we normally park in this one parking lot, and she sent me a text message at work, and she said, WTF, the parking lot is full. And I'm like, I was taken back by that because my mom... She doesn't say anything bad about anybody. She never curses. I'm the one who curses all the time, so I believe I corrupted my mom. You've corrupted her. Now, do you believe that she knows what WTF means? We even asked her when she came home. I'm like, do you know what that means? And she's like, yeah, I know what that means. And then I was like, oh, my goodness. And I was like, I'm so sorry I corrupted you. She's like, that's cool. I just didn't say it. I'm like, I know. And it just reminded me of the movie of um, The World's End. When Tom and Peg's like, what the, I can't tell right, right. <laughs> And then he ends up saying it. Yeah. Right. Well, on Modern Family, Phil Dunphy believes it stands for why the face. <laughs> why yeah. the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go through, and this is what I'm, uh, I think is kind of fun, is uh, apparently people like to replace uh, swear words with other words. So they don't seem quite as offensive and yet they can still, I guess, get the, you know, satisfaction of saying. So we whatever. do that a little bit of that limbo on the show to get yeah. around. I mean, we'll, you know, we'll we'll use abbreviations or other words when we have to. And in many ways, it'll end up sounding worse when you do yeah. that. So I'll start at, uh, you want to start at number one? There's, yeah. There's 15 of these. I can, I can. Do either, it. All right. Uh, Read the effing list. Start at the top of the list. All right. The number one yeah. uh, replacement is fudge or fudge sickle. Yeah. Okay. All right. I've never fudged. I no. I didn't no. use the word fudge. No. I think it sounds like a child. Yeah. If you, you want a BB mean? gun for Christmas, yeah. you say fudge. I think right. I said it as a child and not yeah. since. Yeah. yeah. Ah, fudge. <laughs> ah, fudge sickle. <laughs> uh, number two is shoot. Shoot. Gosh. Yeah. Shoot. I used to, I used to no, do I a, a shoot now and then. Yeah. When I was a kid, yeah. Uh, no, I, I'll, I will still say it if I because I don't. I try not to curse in front of. As uh, in, are you going to shoot? Uh, no. Oh, my God. No. I, I, it sounds like a, a good old boy thing. Ah, shoot. Ah, shoot. You're coming over later on. Shoot. Ah, shoot. Uh, number three. Now, this one I will use more is frick or frickin'. <laughs> frickin'. Frickin'. Yeah. I like I just was shooting. Yeah. Well, see, that's a like, frickin'. I like frickin'. I mean, friggin'. Freak. Friggin'. Friggin'. Now, like some people instead of frickin are, are aghast when you say frigging. Yeah, uh, well, that, that used to, some people have issues with that. That's that, a curse in my house. That, what? Really? Yeah. It used to be a term for pleasuring yourself. <laughs> oh, Fe- so female pleasuring themselves, and so it is. Be- to me, uh, and a lot of people read it as one notch off of effing. So frigging is effing, right, right. in perception to a lot of people. Wait, but you're saying that that's what it was, and that's right. why it was. Yeah, considered- like back in the if you, if you would read, uh, you know, like. Uh, Call me madam, exactly, right, right, yeah, yeah. or whatever, you know, uh, frigging. Okay. Uh, to frig uh-huh. is to, um, freaking. <laughs> freak, freaking was the same as well, to female some pleasuring yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I don't know about freaking, but uh, all of those, all of the above, are curses in my house, and we don't say those. Uh, all right, number four is crap, and that's um, yeah, yeah, I've said that forever. What yeah. is it about great sex that makes me have to crap? <laughs> yeah, that's what I got right here. What is it about good sex that makes me have to crap? <laughs> crap, crap. crap. So my dad, and and I'd love to hear those that, that maybe your 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 elders have said over the years. My dad used to say, uh, "Jiminy Christmas." Yeah, really. And that's a replacement for Jesus Christ, right? right. Anything I with JC, so. yes, would be or, or Jiminy Crickets or Jiminy yeah. Jiminy Christmas or whatever. John and, Cena, uh, John Cena yeah. as well. JC, yeah, um, yes, that's all. Um, and I guess there are various. You never ones. said that, though, right? No, no. Uh, like, uh, and I guess the term like Jesus H Christ. Yeah, mm-hmm. you put the H in there, so technically you're not you're not saying Jesus Christ. H E double. But crap falls in that. Crap is almost like a uh, like a warm sweater in the world of cursing. Crap. Yes, crap. Oh. As opposed to the more aggressive other warm curses. Sweater. All right, number five is dang. Uh, uh, again, I'd put that more as a southern. Yep. Oh, you don't know a dang thing, yeah. boy. What you doing? Tell you me dumb what to mother. do over here. <laughs> that, was, um, that was like a thing for what a little while. What is it about good sex that makes me have to crap? What's that, Kath? That was a thing for a little while with um, like younger kids. Dang? Dang? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Instead of damn, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, number six, oh. most popular curse replacement is heck. Ah, I haven't heard heck in a long time. I, I might have heck a few times in elementary school, but then I discovered mother effort. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then you have darn or darn it. Yeah. You know, that's pretty standard. Damn. That, I, would always default to I, I think that darn. darn is probably the... Uh, one of the most soft versions. It's of, very of a, benign. Of a curse word that you can use. Yeah. Uh, then you have uh, number eight is holy cow. <laughs> About holy moly, is that in uh, anywhere? What, what the? You can't say that. Hit the, hit the button. <laughs> hit the dumb button. Sorry. <laughs> holy moly, I say holy s a lot. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, quite a bit. But uh, holy cow, uh, number nine is dang or dang it. We already had we dang, didn't that. we? Yeah, uh, dang was five. We're just sitting around drinking with the rest of the guys. Six rounds, sport. Yeah. Oh, dang me. Dang me. Roger Miller. Fourteen dollars seven twenty-seven cents. So dang me. Dang me. Wait, I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> woman, would you weep for me? Yeah, back it up a little bit more. Weep <laughs> for me. <laughs> That was a hit. Yeah. Roger Miller, man. Yeah. <laughs> Spokesman of a generation. Uh, all right. Then you have uh, number 10 is freaking. Yeah, freaking. Number 11 is poop. Freaking. <laughs> Say that a fair amount. Freaking. Uh, number poop. 12 is fork. Fork. Oh, uh, yeah. Go fork yourself. Uh, fork yourself. It's a good place uh, that uh, Kristen, whatever name is. Bell. Kristen yeah. Bell, she can't say, she doesn't realize that she's right. in heaven. All the curses yeah. come out sounding very benign, yeah. yeah. What the fork? <laughs> uh, number 13, I always hate this one, Mother Trucker. I hate that as well. Jackie uses that a lot. Yeah, that's they? why I love it. <laughs> okay. Uh, number 14 is sugar. I say sugar. Yeah, you do. Mm. Uh, and then number 15 is holy smokes. 
Those are all. Those all seem so antiquated. I know. Yeah, like Holy Toledo. That was another one. Yeah, yeah. Holy Toledo. Yeah. Where, I want, what was the origin of Holy Toledo? <laughs> is Toledo an especially, I guess, pious smokes would be. You know, it's an S word, so it's yeah. a replacement for crap. The other word for crap. Yeah. S H I. Uh, so anyway, you ever do that? You darn C word. <laughs> no, <laughs> I love that. That's a great idea. <laughs> but that was um Robin's thing, right? And uh, he would say talk. holy, holy moly. But he would just say holy whatever, right? Holy know? antenna farm. Yeah. Okay. I effed the heck, the heck out yeah, of yeah. last. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the absolute yeah. worst yeah. and yeah. putting next to the most benign ones. That's a great idea. <laughs> holy shoot. Uh, let me see here. Hang on a second. I want to go to, uh, Lily. Hi, Lily. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, Lily? So, I don't know why I started this. I, I want to say about a year ago, because I'm an F-bomber through, you know, through and through. Really? But for some reason, I started saying, what the Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, he's the repository of F-words. Yes. Yeah. Question. <laughs> What the Samuel L. Jackson is going on here? I think that works. Yeah. 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 I, I do. The whole thing. The whole name. I, I, I like the creative ones like that. Right. Where people come out. And I can't think of any right now off the top of my head because there, I heard one not that long ago. That's like, what the Sam Hill is happening what here? What the Sam Hill is going on? Yeah. We say what the John in my house now because my son's teacher would say that. And they just thought it was like so kind of like nerdy sounding. That they now say it, him and his friends say it as a, as a joke, and I just think it's really funny. Here's the one that we used to jokingly say was either uh, uh, for Pete's sake or for the love of Mike. Where did for the love of Mike come from? Well, you ever heard of that? For no. the love of God. Hi, Mike. Oh, why Mike? Well, I, oh, yeah, I don't God know. God was the patriarch of the Brady family. For the love of Mike. You didn't Hi, know Mike. God. You didn't know God's name was Mike? And we would say for the sake of Pete instead of for Pete's sake, and we would say for uh, Mike's love. What about gosh diggity love. dang it? Gosh, diggity, dang, dang it. it. Yeah, that know. was an elaborate one. I don't say it, but I do like when other people say shut the front door. Yeah. I'm always like, yeah, that's if good there, it, it was overused for a little while, yeah, yeah. but with the first few times you heard it, it was like, oh, <gasps> oh you led me down a path. You are, you are such a darn C word. <laughs> <laughs> you little C. <laughs> you are a little CC. All right, well, anyhow, we... In Philadelphia, are in fourth place for uh, most cursing city in the entire country. I apologize to everybody who's been. There's on so hold, many, uh, but we didn't get a chance to go to. There was a lot of information to go through, so thank you for your call. You, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. You, Larry. <laughs> Larry. All right, listen, we do need to take a break because we got money to give away. We do. We have to give That's the only reason we're having to dump out on these calls because we yep. have money to give away. Yep, we got you who loot coming up. So we're going to break. We're going to come back with you who loot. And uh, we're also going to find out how uh, if you are uh, with a business and you want to be a contender yes. for our uh, biggest prize at the Camp Out for Hunger, other than being a great donator. Uh, we'll get some details on that when we return as well. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, focused on being the best at one thing and getting right every time. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers now open in Fairless Hills in the court at Oxford Valley. One love. Well, a mom was left horrified after her cat brought home a sex toy to her, leading to an awkward conversation with her 12-year-old son. Uh, Rachel Masterman's kleptomaniac cat demo has become somewhat of a local celebrity of the random things that he brings back as gifts to his owner. Uh, By the way, they live in Wales. Okay. uh, In the UK. Uh, The four-legged thief has previously dragged home gloves, a watering can, and even floral tributes from the graveyard behind their home. However, the three-year-old pet recently stepped up his game when he came through the door with what appeared to be Anal beads in his <gasps> mouth. Oh Look what I found. Yeah. Rachel, who lives in Wales, was left mortif- mortified when she realized what the risque item was and faced uh, some awkward questions from her son, who also spotted it. She said, Demo's been bringing gifts home for the last couple of years, but on Monday, I was on the phone with my sister and she turned up at the door. Is this like your dildo, mommy? At first, I thought it was one of those car air freshener things. But then I showed my sister, and she said, Rachel, that's definitely not an air freshener. It took me a minute, but once I realized what it was, I was absolutely horrified. That's great. And I had my 12-year-old son asking me what it was, and I was mortified at that. Uh, My other two cats, Bibble and Pepe, too, uh, just bring back the usual things like mice, whereas Demo gets the weirdest stuff. I've gotten so many gloves and random clothes, but without a doubt, this is the weirdest thing that she's ever brought back. Who's missing them, you have to wonder? Yeah, real good question. Yes. And why are they leaving about where a, a cat would find them? All right, so uh, this is a guy, David Dean, uh, was in one of the worst hit parts of Southwest Florida, and the newspaper is calling him the sofa survivor. He said, I found myself around three or four in the afternoon floating on a sofa with my head just above the ceiling fans, 18 inches below the ceiling, I was gasping for air. That's how deep the water That's got. unbelievable. And he stayed in the house because the wind was still going right, crazy right. outside. So he was staying in, and this couch floated up to, up the, to the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. As water rose inside David's 1970 single-story park home, he planned for the worst and an exit route. I said from that point, it was going to, uh, I was going to try to, to get out the door and hold on to a palm tree or something. The water was very cold and I was shivering and it was pretty horrific. So for about two and a half hours, he said, I was bobbing in that water. I couldn't touch the bottom and was just waiting for the storm to pass. It's insane. Um, today, days after the storm subsided, the neighborhood is eerily quiet. And David said that the presence of uh, the authorities here has been humbling, a reminder that this could have been even worse. He said, I'm hoping that they don't find anybody, uh, but by and large, uh, you'd rather not know. And there are several other stories that are starting to surface of people that are uh, that were in situations like this, like they were caught inside a flooding home because the 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 
<laughs> the the weather was worse outside. Yeah, the, the predominant cause of death was drowning. I was yeah. looking at some of the stats. Yep. So we'll see as uh, more of those arrive. Uh, this is a story that uh, Nick had mentioned yesterday. We we're talking about something else, but two anglers were caught cheating in a Cleveland <laughs> fishing tournament by adding lead weights and fish fillets that appear to be previously prepared. <laughs> To increase the weight of the fish during a competition on Friday. This is still in the McDonald's box. Uh, The cheaters added around eight pounds of total weight to the five fish they caught during the September 30th event on Lake Erie. How do you think you're not going to get caught? This is according to Jason Fisher of the Lake Erie Walleye Walleye Trail. His name is Fisher? Yeah. All right. Uh, Fisher, the tournament organizer, said the fish looked smaller than what they weighed, and this prompted the fish to be checked for any signs of cheating. Uh, Fisher said any angler that alters the weight of any caught fish is immediately disqualified from the tournament. Uh, Fisher said multiple, usually executed. <clears throat> multiple other anglers called local police departments at the Cleveland Metro Parks after the discovery. So they called the cops. <laughs> this is the police respond to. <gasps> yep. We're going to have to leave a shootout. We'll be over there in a few minutes. All right. This is pretty uh, terrifying. A small plane crashed into a Minnesota home on Saturday night. Killed three people yeah. who, who were on board the aircraft. Uh, police got word just before midnight from the control tower at Duluth International Airport. A small airplane had left the radar and was believed to have crashed its last known location about a mile south of the airport. Officers and firefighters from multiple agencies who responded to the area found the plane, which was a Cessna 172, and it had slammed into the home. Uh, the airplane hit the second floor of the home and then came to rest in the backyard of the property. The two occupants of the home were not injured. All three people on board uh, died. Uh, the crash left the hole in the home's roof and brought down a section of the second floor. It's a small home, too. Yeah, it's unclear why the plane went down. Uh, the FAA and the uh, NTSB are investigating. So two people in that house surviving is pretty miraculous. Yep. And then we'll do one more story and wrap it up. A North Fort Myers woman is behind bars after police arrested her for pulling a gun on two women in a gas line in Fort Myers. Terry Johns pointed a gun at a car with two women inside. She thought they were trying to skip the line to get gas. Yeah, someone skips a line, you mm -hmm. pull out your heat. That's what you do. Uh, According to the police... Line skipper! The women were actually trying to make a U-turn in the traffic and were not cutting in line. Yeah, U-turn, right. Uh, Johns was taken to the Lee County Jail and faces charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill and weapons offenses. Uh, no further details available at this time, but she got busted. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. Uh, before we move along, a couple of reminders. Camp Out for Hunger in three days will be officially one month away. And we have instituted already with our friends at Acme the Head Start campaign. Love it. That is available now. You go by your local Acme, you make a purchase, and while you're right there at checkout... Uh, you can make a donation. I've already done it. It's easy to do. You can uh, you can uh, do whatever denomination you want yes. to, and the more you can give, the better, obviously. Uh, but you can also uh, you know donate at your local Acme Market the week of campout and drop off your non-perishable food donations at the campout event. But just leading up to this, this gives us a nice base to begin with, uh, and of course we've got. Um, Great prizes to give away as well, although that's not the main focus of the event. We do want to have some incentives. Uh, Live broadcast from the Preston and Steve show is what you win if you are the largest donator from a business or organization. And we have somebody who's here this morning to uh, who has quite a bit of experience yes. in, uh, donating. The GOAT. And also likes to share the wealth and help uh, 
other people understand how they can be involved in this. Our good friend from Subaru of America, <laughs> Mr. Matt Ritter, is hey, here this hey, morning. Hey, hey. Everybody. Hey man, nice to see you. It's great to be with you as always. And uh, hey, by the way, go Phils. Let's go play Phils. some baseball yeah. in October. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk to our buddy uh, Mark Mike Barkan later on about Can't that. Can't wait. Uh, but listen, thank you again for uh, the Subaru Ascent that uh, Casey and company used for the cross-country drive. Well, thanks for asking us to be a part of that special road trip. And as a reminder, so we went ahead and rounded up the mileage because we told you we're going to donate a dollar yeah. uh, for every mile driven. We rounded up to $5,000. Uh, that's nice. sensational. kind of doubled it there. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, we round up in sales. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> nice. No, that's excellent. We didn't even, in fact, you whipped us on that uh, last minute when we were out in the parking lot, which is terrific uh, the the vehicle they 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 loved uh but at this point in time uh, this is something I, we're st- actually starting to see the 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 uh the fruits of what you wanted to set in motion years ago which is to incite other businesses to not feel shut out by subaru's staggering uh contribution every year to the camp out for hunger and say you have a shot at following our methodology and getting there. So, in fact, this week, Pierre's following up on uh, a live broadcast right. from uh, Xfinity, a story right here on... Uh, on yeah, tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Yep. So, uh, you, you can do it. And I have noticed that people and businesses, I think we all have, have really upped their game since you started giving this sort of mini class. Well, there's no question. Of course, we do this together, right? Yeah. It takes a team of us. And you were generous enough to expand the prizes to include a live broadcast from Pierre and include $20,000 worth of advertising and WMMR. And I want to tell you, you're right. The past several years, we've seen more and more businesses get involved. And then they come back the following year, which is really the most important thing. And with market just, increases. With marked increases. Yeah. That's exactly right. And so when, it, when that happens... That's how you set records like 2.3 million pounds of food last year and $1.8 million for the best year ever, right? So we are so grateful to the companies that have been listening to the call to action and saying, come, please, come join us. Come join Subaru, partner with Phil Abundance. We'll make it so easy. You go to the website, WMMR.com. Uh, backslash Phil Abundance, or no, backslash Campout. Right. Sorry about that. (laughs) Backslash Campout. And right in there is the tutorial, the video on how you can partner with Phil Abundance and increase your weight every single year. Yeah. And just to explain what's happening here <clears throat> is that it's, it's not you're not gaming the system. What's happening is by this methodology, you're actually targeting what Phil Abundance actually needs the most. That's the most important yeah. thing, right? Because years ago, we've been doing this now for 16 years, right? And years ago, we were just buying what we thought would weigh a lot. Right. right? And then we started talking to Phil Abundance. They're like, listen, we actually don't need that. We need this instead. Yeah. Because we're low on it, and it will be more helpful to the families. Because I'll tell you what, as you know, 500,000 families and 200,000 kids around the Delaware Valley are counting on all of us to step up. This year, more than ever, it is needed with the inflation prices that are going on, the cutbacks that families have had to do. And again, to remind everybody, there are so many kids in this area that their only meal is when they go to school, mm-hmm. and that's just not fair. And yep. it's upon all, it's up, incumbent upon all of us to help out through this camp out for hunger and help these families get the food that they so desperately need. It's true. You don't want to, and we never do um, get blasé or just say, "Oh, we got it this year." That's why we never set a goal. We, we just know that what will happen will usually be very magical. But um, you know, you see people just respond constantly, no matter what their own conditions are. Uh, and so from the smallest one bag donation, uh, you know, to a little bit of a percentage extra at Acme, all the way up to the corporate level, like w- what you guys are doing and what uh, uh, Comcast and other companies stepped up. 
Uh, it all makes a difference. And someone's, I've heard the, the, the re, you know, the refrain occasionally from people, well, the, mine isn't going to matter. Yeah, it completely matters to the family that's going to mm-hmm. eat that food that you bring. So it's all part of a greater good. It abs- you're exactly right, Stephen. It absolutely matters so much. I don't want anyone to think for a second, well, all I can do is this one bag. So it's, I'm not sure it's going to matter. It, every bit of it matters to these families throughout the Delaware Valley. And I, to your point earlier... I've done the Acme Roundup and uh, donated through there. They made yep. it so easy at yep. checkout. Like, you're exactly right. So I'm glad to see that's already started. Yes. And hopefully, like Subaru, other companies in the area have already begun thinking about what they're going to do this year for their donation. Because, hey, we're a month away. I and know. I want to tell you something. This is the 25th anniversary of Campus. Yes, it is. sure is. Yeah, yeah. Really. Everybody, let's step up and let's make a huge splash this year. It's the 25th anniversary. It is time to really blow it out of the water. You know, it's great. The 25th is falling uh, at a time where we are a lot more comfortable with being out and 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 returning to the campouts of your and that much yeah. more. So stuff that we had to incorporate during the past couple of years is now added into the campout that you loved attending over there at Xfinity and all the the the, the circus like atmosphere right. will be there plus more. So we want to make it huge. Well that and that's what makes it so fun, right? Because down there it's just this festive carnival like event. Come down, mm-hmm. be a part of the show, yeah. donate some food and feel good about it afterwards. Because yeah. you know you're making a difference. And that's the whole point that's what we try to do at Subaru, right? We want to be more than a car company. And to do that, you have to make a difference in the communities where you live. Not only here, where we're headquartered. Right. The only automobile manufacturer headquartered here, but also throughout the country with all of our 635 retailers, our zone offices, our regional offices. We want to make a difference all over the country. Right. All right. So uh, the video for people to watch is uh, available. Where to, where, where's the best way to see that? <laughs> Let me see if I can get it right this time. WMR.com backslash camp out. And uh, check it out. That's the tutorial. It tells it, It's our entire playbook. This is how we do it. Okay. Join us this year. We can't wait to see you down at camp out and have everyone make this 25th anniversary something to remember forever. Excellent. I love that. Uh, and this, this was uh, Matt's idea. It was Matt's to, idea. To help other yeah. businesses out. In fact, that you were going to initially bow out of it. We said you should not be uh, uh, penalized for being good at what you're doing, but uh, everyone's stepping up in a way that you had hoped would happen. It's happening. They're right. They're, these businesses are right on our heels, and I tell you <laughs> what, it, I, I've said this before, I'll say it again, it sounds strange, but nothing would make me happier than for us to lose, yeah. because that means something really great is happening yeah. for these families throughout the Delaware Valley. It's terrific. So we're going to give it a run, and I'll tell you, but Listen, again, it's a team. You were generous enough to do the the, the, the small business open house yeah. that, that year and have this video on your website. So we appreciate it so much because it's really been paying off. Cool. All right, WMMR.com backslash camp out. Make sure you do that. And thank you for your continued. Thank you for doing camp out for 25 years. It's going to be great. Dying support. Thank you. Matt Ritter from Super of America. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. More loot, uh, you who loot coming up. Uh, and actress Miranda McCarran will be joining us. And uh, Michael Barkan and more. Uh, don't forget, it's uh, Tattoos Day. Yes. Blowing World Tattoo and Piercing. President Steve Show Tattoo. Text word tattoo to 39. Three three three. We'll be right back. Who serves up the best burger in Philly? Taste for yourself. Philly Burger Bro is back. Round one, fight. So get off your buns and come sample the region's meat you can't beat. From traditional to gourmet to, whoa, what's on that? Come stuff your grill with unlimited burger bites. Sunday, October 23rd. Outdoors at Xfinity Live with cold beer and live music. Benefiting Philly Parks and Rec's at-risk teen initiative. And Philly School District's after-school programming. Ticket info's up at WMMR.com. 
Don't miss Philly Burger Brawl 2022 at Xfinity Live. I do love the taste of a good burger. Mm. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your taste buds. Hang on a second here. I can never pass up a phone call from someone named Nicole, so I'm going to go uh, to Nicole. Hi there, Nicole. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Great. You're on the radio. How you doing? Hey, I'm awesome. Uh, tell everybody why. I just won $1,000. No! It's another one. <laughs> another $1,000. awesome. MMR's you Hulu. That's fantastic. Yeah. Nicole, you uh, you at home or you at work? What are you doing today? I am working from home, but I just stopped at Acme and I donated to Camp Out to see good things come back. Look at you. Oh, that's so nice. Look at you. See what happened. She donated and then she won. Well, since you're working from home, take the day off and go into work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Do that. Uh, Where are you from, Nicole? I'm from Haddonfield. Haddonfield. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. And uh, we are very, very happy to give you a loyal MMR listener $1,000 for you who loot. Congratulations, Nicole. Amazing. Thank and you. there you go. Yeah. That can be you too, friend. You who loot. Next opportunity coming up around 10 a.m. We can't guarantee it, but it seems very, fairly likely that if you donate to the Camp Out for Hunger, you'll win a thousand. <laughs> fairly likely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking uh, of the Camp Out for Hunger, I got this email. This is from uh, Patty Bradley Sermon. And she says, uh, hey, just wanted to pitch an idea. November 2023. Uh, will be five years since my husband and I got married at Hunger for Love. Hunger for Love. The camp Out for Hunger. Remember, we, yes. did, we did a uh, a wedding, and yes. I can't believe it's going to be five years at that. Blows happened. my mind. Um, she said, I thought it would be a cool idea to have a reunion of the couple. Celebrate five years of WMMR love. Find out how many couples are still together. I believe there were 66 couples that day. I like that idea. Anyway, just thought that I'd throw the idea that out there. It gives you guys a year to plan for it. So it's not this year, but the following. Year. That was the most trippy experience because, as you remember, there was one point where we had basically all the city's mascots in there dancing away. That's right. <laughs> and it was crazy. Yeah. And and I believe was Drop Dead Sexy was playing that really? day because okay. they're like a perfect party reception band, right, I, right. if I remember correctly. That was so much fun. We all looked fun. We were sort of dressed up a little bit. At least yeah. I had like a tuxedo. And we had a... It was just done to the nines. Who provided all those? It was like wedding cupcakes. It was your oh, friend? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was Creebles. 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 Yes. Yeah. It was uh, all there. Yeah. So we had we had all the the components, and I would love to do that again sometime. By the way, this is our twenty fifth camp out for hunger. Twenty fifth time that we started. Uh, that we, you know, we did this 25 years ago, the very first one, just me and Steve and Marilyn, our Marilyn. co-host at the time. One ton was the goal. And, uh, we did it, uh, but we've since surpassed that a tiny bit. So we gotta, as uh, Matt Ritter was saying, we gotta make this one super duper big and, ex- and, uh, uh, exceptional because of the 25th anniversary of this. I, th- I think it'll have its own. Uh, it'll have that, and I obviously want to add on all sorts of flourishes, as you're saying, Preston. But the fact that we're able to come back to a full camp out is going to seem like a party in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. I was there too, though. Were you, yes, did you yeah. stay with us? Yeah. Well, no, but not uh, overnight. Yeah. You remember the little kid that came up to the counter and said, I'd like to be on radio one day, sir? <laughs> I remember you were there, but I mean, I meant slept and slept stayed there. The well, actually, Marilyn didn't sleep and stay no, there, she did, did she? No, we no, did. No, you guys did. We okay. had, we, you and we Dick had a raging passion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dick for me. Oh, we're under the Dick for Meal sign. Yeah. <laughs> Two guys <laughs> under Dick. <laughs> Big billboard of Dick uh, right on the other side of the parking lot from us. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> you'd wake up and go out and. 
I can't even say it. And see a big dick right <laughs> yeah. there on the on the billboard. Yes, right. all, all three of you guys in the Hall of Fame. Uh, what's that? Dick for me, you yeah. and Preston. I mean, you are Preston over there. <laughs> And then Steve is on that and side. Dick for me, yeah. Dick for me, all in the yeah. NFL, yeah. Yeah. all yeah, nice. the, within the last year, made it to their respective Hall of Fames, nice. mostly for dick jokes. Too beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> which is right. what we do. Yeah, uh, I wanted to play this piece of audio uh, that uh, Casey sent over to us, and it, it's apparently a French uh, television program. I don't know what if it was just a talk show or what, uh, but they had the brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. To locate people who had bizarre laughs. Right. Okay. And what they did is they took, there's like eight of them or so, and they essentially just sat them all down <laughs> and maybe asked them a couple of questions. And all it took was like for one of them to laugh <laughs> and they all start cracking up. And they have these bizarre, bizarre. laughs. Yeah. And it's brilliant. <laughs> I would love to actually hear each individual laugh. Isolated. But you, you can't, it's, it's too much, but one guy in particular has the, the most bizarre laugh I've ever heard in my life, so let me play a little bit of this for you, and then we have a couple of other ones that you came across, yeah. right, Case? Yeah. All right, so this is them in the program, and you hear it starts off with the, a few of them laughing, but listen for this one guy and his very strange laugh. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that's him, right? That's a woman. That's a woman? That's a woman? I feel, I feel like it's I the woman was with the, the long, dark hair. I, okay. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Vous êtes célibataire, c'est pas à cause de votre rire. J'espère pas. Non. One of them sounds like one of them sounds like a tauntaun. Yeah. yeah. No, or a sand people. Yeah. The sand people, that's it. Yeah. The sand person. I mean that's how do you even end up how does that be because a lot of times you you and I don't know how we generate our our laughs initially. A baby will laugh. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a reaction. Yeah. What are the mechanics into creating an actual laugh? Because I believe my laugh has evolved throughout the years into different forms. Oh yeah, but, yeah. But initially, um, you know, what causes that sound, and what would cause someone to go? I watched it like seven or eight times. Oh, me too. So I and I had sent it to you guys. I was sitting on the toilet. I guess it was Saturday morning, uh, and I saw that. And then I I didn't get up for like twenty minutes because I ended up going through the thread, the Twitter thread of all these other bizarre type of laughs and okay. and so i want to i want i don't know did you listen to did you go through any of the twitter feed i went to no i just went to the the mom where okay. the guy has his mom they're in like a walmart or All something right. like that we can play that this one that one's pretty wild too so this guy's trying to get his mom to laugh yes and he's and what finally breaks her is he says you have such a delicate laugh yeah and then she started cracking up here we go <laughs> No, there it was. Hold on. What was that? Delicate laugh one more time. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then she starts trying to talk right. while she's laughing. It sounds like it hurts. Listen, it does. listen. <laughs> Why are you stopping that? There's people around. <laughs> she said people are laughing. She said there's people around. Oh, uh, my God. She sounds actually, if you ever, when they take uh, uh, acoustical recordings of, of underwater. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. No, there it was. Hold on. What was that? Delicate laugh one more time. Uh, no. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, I'd be worried. Uh, right? I'd perform a tracheotomy it on it. It sounds like her vocal cords are being damaged. <laughs> Why are you stopping that? Just be boring. All right, so if, <laughs> if you love that one, oh, I think you're going to love this one. This So here's a guy who he's acting, he's in the passenger seat of a car, and he's trying to get his girlfriend to laugh, but she doesn't know. But So he's acting like he's an influencer. So he's got the right. phone up, and he's like, all right, guys, so this is what we're doing today. And she just thinks it's the funniest thing because he's ridiculous. And her laugh, I, this is what, what got me going. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right, I haven't heard this one. Here we go. <laughs> all right, what's up, guys? So I thought I would give you all my morning routine because... <laughs> Here it Something comes. wrong. My followers. <laughs> oh, that. No. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, I don't like it. Oh, I love that. Which generation? That's coming think, from the gut, man. I don't yeah. think it's in in your throat, <laughs> right? Uh, that that for some reason, like snoring, right? You know, you can uh-huh. you, you, things get really loose, in and that. as you're drawing, perhaps they. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Shutting down. She's going into the <laughs> shutdown mode. Yes, seriously. <laughs> uh, do you? I'm sure you know no one who laughs in this realm, but who has the most bizarre laugh? I don't know you... bizarre laughs. I, I think of the the show members. Uh, uh, let's go with with us here. Uh, when Marissa belly laughs, my God, is it loud? Yeah. I mean, she just explodes. It's super loud. loud. Yeah. yeah. The most visceral. Is Kathy? I think I, I find Kathy's laugh. Well, you obviously, but I, but but I, I mean, finally got my wheeze back, which you I got was your really happy about. Yeah. I lost it for a while. Like when I uh, would laugh, it would like nothing would come out. Yeah, you got the like, the quiet laugh. It but sucked. that's how it evolves. But, but now I have that. It's back. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is when it, <laughs> When I'm so, really going, that's that's me cracking up. When I cut the promos, a lot of times I will leave in the wheeze. Yeah. And some people, just because they, I think they can sense that you're really laughing, laughing out loud. Kathy's very, I think, belly laugh um, is also good as well because it's natural and, yep. and uh, you really project. But you're right. Uh, loudest, Marissa. Yeah, so, definitely. So I have a whole side of my family that um, it's not as bizarre as these laughs, but it is very distinct. You could pick it out of a crowd. Like when I could not, you know, have a blindfold on. And if one of them is there and laughing, I'd be like, okay, that's part of the Quintano family. They're here. Oh, yeah. They ha- it's just like this burst of like, uh, it's loud. It's a burst. It's like a, like a, almost like one beat and, and that's it. And you're like, oh, they're here. Oh, really? Like one big. It's like a hat. Yeah, but it's like so. Ha! Ha! That okay. is a wild one. The one that I'm sure you've heard is is the is, oh, the yeah. exhale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of which, you guys ever hear of a comedian, a uh, British comedian named, I think it's Jimmy Carr? Yes. Yes. So his laugh is great, but his laugh is completely in. It's like a, oh, oh but uh, I'm breathing out. 
But his goes in. It's okay. Like, uh, I can't even do it because I would start coughing if I if I laughed the way he. If Marissa, if you can find Jimmy, Jimmy Carr's good. laugh, yeah. yeah. So funny laughs like with celebrities. Uh, Burt Reynolds had a funny laugh. Oh, Anderson <laughs> Cooper. Anderson uh, Cooper. Oh, he's got a goofy little laugh. He, he giggles. <laughs> we. I'm sure we have Anderson Cooper um, laughs in my, the system. My favorite celebrity laugh or person to crack up that that would crack me up. Was Dom DeLuise. Oh, my God. He had this real high-pitched wheeze laugh, and, and he couldn't he couldn't breathe. He'd try to talk. And it was just... And, yes, he would he would talk while he was doing it. I, I just used to... When he was laughing, I was laughing my ass off. So you have two of them together. And, in fact, yep. in, 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 if you're not familiar with Dom DeLuise, he was a, a rotund um, comedic actor. You've probably seen him and stuff and, and don't realize it. But in the outtakes mm. for one of maybe Cannibal Run two, yep. mm-hmm. he's laughing and cannot control it. And Burt Reynolds literally slaps, is trying to slap him to calm down because he's wheezing so and much. He can't stop. Yeah, he can't. It makes him laugh more. Uh, there's there's a sequence, Steve, where um, do you remember uh, the end? Of yes. Him and Burt Reynolds, they they teamed up for a few movies. Uh, and he's in the the, the insane asylum, and he just starts losing it. He cannot get this it. This is so funny. Oh, my you God. You know, it's a great sequence. I'm I know we're throwing so much at you, but there's a, one of the outtakes from, might be season six of The Office, where, um, uh, with, uh, with Jim, um, God, I'm having a brain fart. Uh, John Krasinski. John Krasinski is, uh, he, uh, Michael is displaying his home theater system, which is ridiculous. Oh. It's like a computer oh. monitor, you know, nailed to the wall. And he has this high-pitched squeal laugh. Okay. That is hilarious. A lot of people are texting in their suggestions. Kreischer has a great Kreischer. laugh. Kreischer. Yeah. Bert has a great yeah. laugh when he's really belly laughing, and he talk laughs, too. All right, this is uh, Jimmy Carr case? Yes. All right, here we go. <laughs> Is that him really laughing? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's, like, it's, like a, it's almost like a call. Uh, there is a YouTuber that Caroline watches. Oh, Stampy. Stampy Cat. Uh, and he's got a goofy laugh. I, I can't imitate it, but that would, it, it would make me laugh. Don't you so wonder goofy. how they get generated? I mean, it's obviously an expulsion or a drawing in of air. and, and a, Yeah. So, and it's involuntary in, yep. in most ways. But it, how things become that absurd. I mean, oh. Uh, here's a few texts coming in. Uh, apparently, a few people are saying Seth Rogen has a great laugh. Yeah. Michael Landon had a high-pitched giggle, somebody he, says. He did. <laughs> really? Yeah. Little House on the Prairie, Michael Landon. Okay. Uh, let's see. This is Anderson Cooper's <laughs> laugh. Here we go. <laughs> Dip our two. I know you got it, but... <laughs> <laughs> Like a giggle. Yeah. The, 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 um, it'd be like Walter Cron- Walter Cronkite. <laughs> yeah. We right. just landed on the... <laughs> Marissa found some dumb DeLuise, so thank you for doing that. Here we go. Stop it. I don't know what this is from. It's from the, the outtakes. 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 Stop it. Okay, okay. They're trying to get through the yeah. scene. <laughs> Wait a minute, I got something. This will help you. 
I'm not going to hit you. I'm not going to hit you. Listen to me. I swear to I'm not going to hit you. Watch, watch. Oh, it's just the best. It's the best. I love it. It's, um, it's, it's, <laughs> that's why, like, a baby's laugh is so uh-huh. delightful. Yeah. It's you, so pure. You cannot help uh, but, but laugh when somebody is uh, cracking up. Oh, wait, <laughs> it's just hilarious. All right, here's uh, Michael Landon montage. Michael Landon. Wow. Little right. House on the Prairie. All right, here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'd never you could play uh, no. that for me, I would never no, guess never figured it was Michael Landon. Who that was laughing. Oh man. Um what does mom laugh? Oh that's that's uh, oh, from the clips. That's, from the <laughs> <laughs> that's the girlfriend. Oh, the mom Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't scare the crap out of me. Why are you stopping that? Just be an exercise. Oh, God. That is the best. I love that. Just be Oh, my God. It's so bad. It, remind, it reminds me of some kind of an effect or something from a movie. I don't really know. Um, hang on a second here. Um, John, good morning. Morning, guys. What's up, buddy? Uh, funny you laugh. Uh, I follow this account of the office bloopers on Instagram. John Krasinski's laugh. He doesn't even audibly open his mouth to laugh. Yeah, I was, I was just, I was He just, doesn't open his mouth? He, he, he does, but, but he, he, um... It, it builds. So, uh, John, I was just mentioning that. And in the bloopers specifically where Michael Scott is displaying his home theater, um, Krasinski loses it so hard that he has to walk off the set because he has this high... <laughs> This wheeze thing. Hang on, Nick. Did you see the, the text? Yeah, Elmo Blatch. Elmo Blatch. Yeah. <laughs> From Shawshank Redemption. That's when the, that's <laughs> the craziest guy. Right, the right, crazy yeah. guy that he's locked in with. Yeah, oh. he kind of uh, inhales his laugh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's see if I can find that. Uh, that's the best part. <laughs> talking. I find sometimes talking laughter to be annoying. Uh, it's the best part. That's it. Oh, my God. That's contagious. Uh, we had a guy that I used to work with who was a program director who would talk laugh. Number one, he was a loud laugher. And it was, yeah. <laughs> it was like that. And he would be like, he came in and told him, and said, over I don't know. I think either you're, either you're talking or you're laughing. But if you're doing both, you're kind of faking it. Marilyn would do that, too. She would do it occasionally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this guy wasn't faking. It was just, he would just. Yeah, because he would burst. Oh, okay. Laugh, and then he would uh, try to contribute to whatever somebody was saying. So, uh, but uh, Casey, this um, uh, YouTube, or I'm sorry, you saw it on uh, Twitter. Was that a whole feed of funny laughs, or was it yeah, just from there? It started with the French TV show, uh, and then people were contributing their own, their videos. own. Yeah, it's great. You it's- know what? That'll do you some good if you're uh, if if you're in a mood or whatever something's going on. Maybe just do a search on YouTube or uh, yeah. a funny laughs and and that can bring you around at oh, least yeah. for a little while and kind of change your uh, change your tone. Or just the original right. show itself will get you going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Burt Reynolds. And then finally, the Jim Cr- or John Krasinski laugh. Okay. Two speakers. <laughs> Damn. We have two speakers. <laughs> what? Honey? Oh, Jesus. This is terrible. We'll never finish this episode. Um, check this out. Folds. 
<laughs> if you're just having a bad day in general, watch yeah. those bloopers because they're uh. just they're so damn good. <laughs> so what in this particular episode, just to frame it, if you have this uh, blooper, he has basically pressed in a small computer monitor and it's it's stuck very poorly up on the wall. But he's saying this is my home theater. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for sharing. We have to take a break because uh, we're only a couple minutes away. Uh, Marina McCarran is going to ah. be joining us. So we need to talk to her and our buddy Mike Barkan, talking bills. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Wait, what'd say? Where was that place, Preston, and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh, don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. And that is until the internet breaks and we've got bigger problems. Hey, listen. We pride ourselves in being That's it. 100%. Like a Swiss watch. Every single, every single time. Uh, Kathy, can we hold off on traffic for a moment? Our guest is on the line oh, or sure. is that okay? It sucks. It sucks everywhere it's today. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> we have rain, and so you know if you're stuck, you know you're stuck. So. Nailed it. But our guest we really want to talk to. Yeah. So we'll come back to traffic in a moment. Um, there's a film that is out in theaters now. It is called The Good House. A lot of great people in uh, this film. Sigourney yeah. Weaver's in it. Kevin Klein is in it. And our next guest is in it as well. And we are very happy to talk to her. Please welcome Marina McCarran to the yeah. show today. Good morning, Marina. Oh, Good morning. <laughs> Uh, hey, yes, as I mentioned, wonderful people in this film, and we're very excited that you are in this film as well. Have you worked with uh, Sigourney or Kevin before, are these old friends, or was this a new uh, experience for you? Uh, Sigourney I never had. She's an absolute idol of mine, so it was an incredible um, experience. Kevin, I actually knew from my days at Juilliard. He taught us a couple of classes there, actually. Oh, ah, wow. And so we got to um, commiserate about the old uh, days at school. And then her and Sigourney and, and Kevin like to give each other a lot of crap because they, you know, she went to Yale and he went to Juilliard. And so they just really <laughs> like each other about it. So that was quite fun. That, that's cool. So the, 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 uh, the movie's getting very good reviews, but it was it shot around, was it shot in 2019? Yeah, so it was right before the pandemic. It was shot in the fall of 2019. Little did we know it was coming our way. And it feels like, Forever ago, yeah. you know, it, I went to the premiere and I saw Sigourney, and I was like, you know, I have a, I have a one and a half year old. It's been that long. <laughs> it's got to be weird because you know the process in general. You make a movie, and you, you, you know, obviously you're you're in demand, so you're doing a lot of things, and so a lot of times you'll end up promoting something that you did a while ago. But in this case, with everything t- taking a pause during COVID, it's been that much more, and uh, you kind of have to get back into the frame of mind, I guess, to to go out and, and interview on this movie, right? For sure. I mean, it's it's a story that really stuck with me, though. I really I really love doing it. And so in some ways, it feels like no time has gone by. I can drop myself right into it. I love I love movies like this. And, and so Sigourney Weaver, who, by the way, apparently breaks the fourth wall and, and will talk to the audience, which yeah. I think is, is, is a cool uh, deal. But she's uh, she's a real estate agent and, and she um, she likes her her wine. She likes to drink wine and uh but I think from what I'm gathering, and I want to see the movie for this, it, it has to deal with the way we sometimes try to give ourselves permission and, you know, can't can't see the uh, how we might be harming ourselves in a way. Uh, the, and then the movie clearly has yeah. a sense of humor about it. But was am I correct on that? 
Yeah, you know, it's it's a lot about addiction and just sort of dark family secrets and suicide and just really tough topics. But it's done in a way that is very it's not heavy. You know, it's it 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 lands. Um, it packs a punch, but it's very funny. Uh, she's very funny in it, and her character and my character strike up a, a wonderful friendship. Where you know, you can tell they're both struggling with stuff and both alcoholics in a way. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you, if there's a movie that's going to make you want to pour yourself a glass of wine, it's that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, that's it's, it's kind of the thing, and that's uh, a lot of times. And, and I guess it's funny because people will say this. Well, it's, I'm not drinking; it's just wine, you know. And. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, that need not be the case. Now, you are, um, your character is, um, you're having trouble in your marriage, and you are actually uh, having an affair with your therapist. Is that correct? Yeah, played by Rob Delaney, who is an incredible actor as well. We had a lot of fun together. He's um, that right sort of balance of so dark and so funny, um, and not just in the way he looks. Wonderful, wonderful complicated dynamic you know she's an artist she's lonely she's married to a guy who works in the city most of the week and is also having affairs and she's one kid and she's sort of like at the end of you know her limit um happiness wise it doesn't end that great for her (laughs) (laughs) well i love i love ensemble stories like this and and again because i I'm, i'm drawn to this kind of thing because i do like slice of life deals and you know a lot of times um uh, movies will, will do this kind of, uh, yeah, oh, you're either one way or you're this way. And and it seems to me that everyone has nuance to their stories in this particular story. Absolutely. And it's also told in that sort of screen of like that New England, you know, that you know that feel, that sort of winter, right. everybody's hiding something, nobody really, that waspy sort of like, we're not going to talk about <laughs> our feelings, but everybody's completely distraught underneath. I love that. <laughs> I did. It gets me every time. Uh, there were two directors on this film? Yes. Uh, Wally and Maya, they were, they're married, um, and they are just phenomenal. So in, in some cases where there have been um, two directors on uh, a movie, one will take one kind of scene and the other one will uh, maybe one is, you know, handling more of the other stuff. Were they both, um, you know, in tandem involved in directing every scene or did they have their specialties? They definitely worked together quite well. Maya was more the person that talked to the actors and, like, gave the notes, the acting notes. Wally did at times, too, but she was really good at that bridge, and it felt like he was really great at sort of composing the shots and setting it all up and, right. like, you know, having those discussions. So it was it was a really a, kind of amazing lesson in marriage, watching them work together. <laughs> I think that would, that would break up most marriages, right? <laughs> yeah, doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really cool. They were just they could kind of flow in and out of these conversations and all day together, and then home together, and it just sort of flowed. It was really cool. Uh, Marina, since we have you on, and, and Steve had mentioned the um, uh, Sigourney Weaver breaking the fourth wall, I'm going to use that as a perfect uh, uh, segue into another film series that had quite a few wall breaks. Obviously, Deadpool, and I was curious if you saw uh, Ryan's teaser that he did with Hugh Jackman for yeah. the next uh, film. And yeah. how, uh, how, how does this guy keep coming up with these great ideas? It's just brilliant. I mean, this is his This is his thing. This yeah. is what he's good at. He is a real genius at uh, marketing and, and putting things out there. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I was like, What's going to happen? What's going to happen in this movie? I need to see this. Well, you better be. Are you? Uh, you I, I don't know if you can give it away or not, but you. Um, we're going to say you better be in it. Uh, have you? Are, are you? Uh, have you been contacted? 
fun thing, too. Yeah. I'm, not, uh, I'm usually the last to know, so I'll let you know when I do. Okay. Well, you actually, with Rob Delaney, you mentioned he was in Deadpool 2 uh, yeah. as well. So, yeah. 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 I doubt you... <laughs> you. You didn't get a chance to work together, probably, but that's cool. Yeah, no, we didn't, but um, he's so funny in it. I remember first seeing you in, in V, and then uh, a, f- a couple of years later, you um, you were in Homeland. And, and I consider, th- there are very few shows, in my humble opinion, that I consider to be a perfect TV show uh, from beginning to end. And, and, and so your character wasn't really featured after Brody's departure. Uh, you know, yeah. it's not like you were killed off or anything like that. But I, I wasn't sure if you ended up following along with the with the show after after um uh, you weren't you weren't on it anymore because I just I loved the way it, everything wrapped up. Thanks. Yeah, I I I sort of would jump in and out. I saw a few seasons, and then I saw the last one, which I thought was really really strong. Um, and it was you know it's one of those shows that like you can't let go. You just sort of have to know what happens. You know, you you have if you look at your you were at Firefly v Homeland um, Gotham, which I adored, uh, the Deadpool series, and then you, a, a film like this. Um, you 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 are picking really good projects, and uh, but are you do you find yourself more um, drawn to perhaps the more genre related stuff or uh, what? They tend to find me. What, what, <laughs> they find you, yeah. Well, you, uh, you do them well. Uh, I really. I lo- thank you. I-, I love doing all of it. It's one of the joys as an actor is to really get to transform, and that's something that I'm really excited by. Who's the most rabid of your? Uh, what when someone yells at you in a uh, in an airport as you're passing by? What are they most likely referencing when when you're in their presence? Shockingly, it's Firefly. Firefly, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, a, a, a very I mean rabid fan base. I might yell out "Happy International yeah. Women's Day" if I saw you. <laughs> Yeah, that too. Firefly, interesting. And I do have a quick, because I know I have to wrap this up, but uh, you went to Juilliard. I'm I'm curious as to whether or not, like, like when you get into Juilliard, you have to audition. So, like, what did you get into Juilliard for? Was it for acting, or do do you have other secret, like, talents? Are you a dancer, a singer, and and stuff that that I'm not aware of? You don't want to hear me sing. (laughs) (laughs) Now I want to hear you sing. (laughs) Nope. I just got in for acting, um, and I was 16 when I auditioned. So you can imagine, I was this sort of, like, ambitious and crazy 16-year-old kid from New York City who had gone to LaGuardia, which was, you know, another performing arts school here in the city. And I auditioned with the monologues from super light material, Lady Macbeth <laughs> and Blanche Dubois from wow. Street and Desire. There you go. Uh, somehow, they believed me. <laughs> it was the right move, clearly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Marina, we want to uh, wish you well with uh, The Good House. looks great. It is in uh, theaters now, and uh, we'll make everyone aware of that. So thanks for calling in this morning. Thank you. you thanks bet. so much. All right, take care. Marina McCarran, yeah. guys. Yeah. The Good House. It does look like a cool movie. I do like those kind I of things. Too. Um, I really do. It's it's like like she was saying, there's some heavy stuff to it, but, it, but it's got a warm and fuzzy comfort feel to it watching the trailer it sort of um makes you realize that they're done well that yeah that's part of life yeah. so for everything that's not going to be something that you're you know 
enjoying dealing with, you do get the other benefits as well. So, yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of enjoying dealing with, we skipped traffic. Let's uh, deal with that for now. And then we have another guest we're going to talk to. So uh, what's going on, Kath? Police activity has Route 13 closed in Newcastle, Delaware, southbound between Route 71 and Blackbird Forest Road. Uh, 95 northbound slowing uh, near Market Street, southbound jams from Cotman through to Bridge on the Vine, westbound. Uh, your slow 8th to the Schuylkill eastbound, the Schuylkill to Broad. Schuylkill eastbound slows Conshohocken into Belmont. Uh, then heavy from City to the Vine Expressway on the westbound side, Pashyunk to the Vine. Uh, city out to Belmont and then again at the Conshohocken Curve. Route 1 in Chester County, northbound at Newark Road. We've got an accident. It's jammed back to 41. There's actually a second accident in that same area. Uh, and then King of Prussia Road in Radnor still closed both directions between North Radnor Chester Road and Matson Ford Road. And that's because of a truck that's stuck under the railroad bridge. 55 northbound heavy Deptford to the 42 freeway. 42 north slowing 55 to 295 southbound at Lower Landing Road. An accident off to the left shoulder. This traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Get organic raspberries or blackberries. Three for $10 through October 4th while supplies last. Plus Prime members save an extra 10%. Promo varies by location. See app for details. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Kathy. Well, for the uh, you know past decade or so, the Phil's have been playing like this. <laughs> but something has happened, yeah. and now they're playing like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, as you already know, the Phils have made it into postseason three to zip win over the Astros last night. First time they make it to the playoffs in 11 years, and we have to go to one guy. Yes. Phils, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Barkin. Yeah. Is on the show from NBC Sports Philadelphia. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, everybody. What's up? Are we happy today? It's an unbelievable day today. You know, you, you uh, except for uh, I guess for Casey, who didn't think they were going to get here. But um, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's an awesome day. I think it's an awesome day. And when your team gets to the playoffs for the first time after 11 years after a drought. And uh, when it's played, as it has over the course of this season, which has truly been up and down, they just had a five-game losing streak, streak snapped. Now they're on a three-game win streak. They're in there. Yeah. And you know what? When you get to the playoffs, you just don't know what can happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's the truth. I agree, Michael. You know, I, I really enjoyed watching the game last night uh, for obvious reasons. I, I love the pre- and post-game with you and Batalico and, uh, and Ben Davis as well. Um, but then uh, on top of all of it, uh, for six and two-thirds innings last night, we had a perfect game going with Aaron yeah. Nola. And, and so I found myself incredibly nervous watching Nola out there because I was rooting for him. And I apologize. It might be my fault because I texted you at one point saying that, that Nola was dealing. So if it is indeed my fault uh, to the Philadelphia fans out there, I, I do apologize. And, and that's what happened. It was as soon as you texted me <laughs> that he gave up a hit. <laughs> <laughs> and I just handed out your address, for goodness sake. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but, but um, you know, that that has happened so rarely in baseball. It would have been just the 24th perfect game in baseball history, uh, and certainly there have been a lot more of them so, since about 1980 than there were before. But it's still a rare thing, uh, and even with, with regard to no hitters, it's, it does not happen every day. And and so when you see that he's dealing like he was, you, you really start to get nervous. It's it's the game within a game. And so everybody, as we're watching the game, everybody at NBC Sports Philadelphia, we're, we're, we're all just kind of puckering up, you know? And we're, 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 we're hoping, we're, we're, we're sitting there with clenched fists, 
We're not moving anywhere. We're trying to kind of, you know, keep the juju going the same as it's going. And, um, and he just pitched great. I mean, this, this is a guy who was drafted number seven overall in 2014. Uh, Ruben Amaro Jr. drafted him. And he's a guy who has pitched uh, overwhelmingly very well for the Phillies. I mean, he has, he has pitched great. But in September, over the last four seasons or so, he has struggled. In September, might have been just one of those things. I don't know, because this September, he pitched very well. And I said, hey, maybe October's his month. We don't know. <laughs> and as it turns out, he pitched so well last night. It was it was really something to behold. And when you see a performance such as Aaron Nola's last night, that is that really is genius. I and mean, you, you're thinking, how we've all played baseball or softball. Uh, how how could he have done even that for six and two thirds innings? It's incredible. And as well as he pitched, he was ticked at himself when he got into the dugout like darn it i should have had that perfect game and um you know you 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 don't want to you don't want to mess up the vibe but by the same token you know what what kind of a rare thing it is and think about roy Halladay's perfect game at miami back in uh what 2010 and then in the playoffs against cincinnati he almost had another perfect game he pitched a a no hitter those are things that they're, they're just so rare and um and it was beautiful to watch and unfortunately, he didn't get that as, a, as an individual singular performance and achievement. But but he did what he needed to do. So and then his team picked up after him. You can't like it. this team yeah. has not. Again, we don't know why. But some pitchers, the teams just fail to get enough runs when they pitch. I don't know what it is. And this has plagued Aaron Nola for for a while. It might might be for for much of his career where he has had, had little run support. By, by the guys, and yeah. yet he has pitched through it for the most part, and uh, it was great to see last night. So he I know said. you're a, you're a well respected broadcaster, and I don't know if you well, take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I tweeted out uh, it was probably last week, and and my tweet was um, I probably believed it, but also at the same time it was a uh, it was more of like a superstitious thing. Like all right, I'm going to tweet out that the Phillies aren't going to make the playoffs in hopes that they prove me wrong, and they did. Uh, because at the time they were not playing, um, I think up to uh, our standards, and I don't think their standards. They were losing to subpar teams and stuff. But I'm wondering if you, as a broadcaster and as a fan of this team, do you have any sort of um, superstitions? Uh, you know, because I, I sometimes will I will turn a game off because I'm like, if I turn it off, maybe it'll start winning. Maybe I'm the reason that they're they're playing so poorly right now. Do you have anything along those lines? I don't. I shouldn't even be talking to you because you said they weren't going to be making the playoffs. <laughs> and we thought that you we, we had heard that you kill a goat before every game. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's just that, for dinner. That is exaggerated. I, I don't actually kill it. Okay, um, you just slap it around. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just slap it around a little bit. Um, no, I don't. You know what? The fact of the matter is. It is what it is, and I was joking about Nola uh, having that perfecto going through six innings plus. And um, I mean, at the same time, the, the, the superstition in baseball is that you don't talk about a perfect game uh, or a no hitter while it's in progress. If you think it's going to happen, uh, you don't mention it. Uh, you definitely don't mention it on TV or radio. You certainly, you certainly uh, even don't mention it if you're a baseball fan, if you're or a Phillies fan watching at home. You're sitting in the same place. Your 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 uh, your drink is in the same place. You don't say anything. Um, you know, you tell tell everybody, don't talk to me now. But the fact of the matter is, 
I mean, we have no control over that. Right, so right, right. Um, th- there's there's nothing really that I do. But I will say with Nola, it, it was so tense because with each pitch, and that's the, also the, the excitement of playoff baseball, each pitch matters and um, so much. And you're not sitting there talking to your colleague or your friend or your neighbor and saying, uh, you know, what'd you do last night? You're, you're hanging on every single pitch. And last night we saw a little whiff of playoff baseball because every single pitch mattered and, and not just for the outcome of the game, but at one point for that perfect game that was on the line for Aaron Nola. Um, and, and that is, that is, it's such a, was such a cool thing to watch. But no, I don't have a, uh, other than uh, putting my left sock on first and my right sock <laughs> on second, I don't, I don't have any. That's tools. crazy <laughs> stuff. So th- looking back at this year, how important was the change up that can Joe Girardi and uh, was, was all that sitting right there or did, did that need to happen for the team to get ignited? I mean, clearly evidence would seem to indicate that's the case. Do you believe that would have happened regardless? Uh, no, I, I don't believe it would have happened regardless, Steve. I, I really I really believe that Rob Thompson had a lot to do with this. I think that uh, baseball certainly is a team sport, but it's played individually. And when you're, it's not like everybody's blocking together and, uh, you know, everybody's coming up court together, starting out on the break together. I, I think, you know, you, it's your turn to bat. You have to succeed. Your turn to throw the ball. you got to succeed with, with, with each of those moments and movements. And, and so – you, you've got to be in the right frame of mind to do it. You've got to be in the right mind state to do it. And if you're all uptight, you're tense, um, whether it's spoken by your manager or whether it's just felt from your manager, that's not a good thing for a team. And um, I, I think also sometimes the change is necessary. I think Joe Girardi's a good manager. He, he won world championships, for goodness sakes, with the Yankees. He was manager of the year with the Marlins. Uh, and then he was fired after that. He was manager of the year with the Marlins, for goodness sakes. But but I, I think that this just was it was a bad brew with him at the helm. And I think the players on the team also knew, hey, we're a good team. Individually, we're good players. Kyle Schwarber's a good player. Reese Hoskins is a good player. Bryce Harper's a damn good player. He's the reigning MVP. Aaron Knowles is a good pitcher. Zach Wheeler, they were underperforming. They were seven games below 500. And if you if you brought in these guys, Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber, specifically this year, Zach Wheeler a year or so ago, Bryce Harper, if you brought these guys in to succeed and they're not succeeding on, on June 1st, after two months of the season, then you got to make a move. Otherwise, the season's just going to go, and you're going to have very little chance to be where they are right now. And so that's why Dave Dombrowski is the president of baseball operations for the Phillies. He said, "Look, I brought in, um, I brought in. Uh, I'm, I remember I was on with with you all. I yeah. think it was for the Camp Out for Hunger when you had uh, Joe Girardi on." And I remember uh, coming on after him and thinking, man, we're going to we're gonna have a parade of kids, <laughs> credentials, and I'm not trying to knock him, um, but it, it just didn't happen. Yeah. And he would come out for his post-game availabilities, and sometimes, he, you know, you know that weary, uh, rub your face with your hands, like, yeah. oh, my. It was like, it was like that a lot, where he was looked like he was just trying to figure it out. And, um, and finally, Dave Dombrowski figured it out for him and, and then put Rob Thompson there 
who's a, a longtime baseball man, and I think he's the type of guy who goes up to players at their lockers and kind of gives them a little pep talk. He's not a yeller or a screamer, as you saw last night. Um, he, he, but he, he pumps them up, and he makes them feel good about themselves, and they produce for the most part. This, this team could still win. I thought they were going to win 90-plus games. They, the best they can do now is 89, which is okay. Um, and and it, it's going to get them to where they need to go. But I think when you when you look at 65 wins right now under Rob Thompson, and that's a five, I think it's a 596 winning percent, almost a 600 win percentage. That is 97 wins in a 162 game season. That's you know that's a division championship. That's a bona fide World Series contender, hmm. and that's what they've done under him. Yeah, and, and look, Michael, we were watching the you know the post game live last night with Rob Thompson in the locker room, and uh, he's happy that they made the playoffs, but he wants 13 more wins. He wants them to win the World Series, and I think that that's you know what you get in a true leader as a manager. I also um, you mentioned Kyle Schwarber. Uh, he's been so hot at the exact right time. That second home run that he hit last night, he just absolutely crushed to the upper deck in, in Houston. Uh, can you talk a little bit about Schor- what Schwarber's brought to the team, brought to the locker room? And it just he's made it fun uh, to be a Phillies fan this season as well. He has made it fun, and, um, you know, he, he's not your prototypical leadoff hitter. Um, he was initially because not only did he hit the home runs, and they were slow to come, if you recall, at the beginning of the season. Then he got red hot, but, but he, he didn't just hit the home runs. He would get on base, and that's the role of a leadoff, leadoff hitter. Get on base so that the guys behind you can knock you in and you can score a run. And, and so – uh, sometimes he doesn't get on base because he's touching all the bases on the way around. For <laughs> so, 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 which you'll take. But but he hits a career high, 45, then 46 home run last night. And, and um, you know, these guys are a breed apart. I don't care what sport you play. If you play at that level, you're just a breed apart. I mean, you, you know, you, they talk about the cliche is ice water running through your veins. I, I cannot believe how he performs in the situations that he does. And, and I think he has he set the example for for the for the rest of uh, of his teammates that that, um, that they're doing it too. And and even the young guys, and especially the young guys, they call them the daycare. You know, the Nick Matons and even the Alec Bones, who's a veteran now, but he's a younger player. This guy Dalton Guthrie and and uh, Derek Hall, who was called up, um, Matt Beerling in his second season. I mean, these are all young guys. And I think Kyle Schwarber has taken them under his wing and, and shown them the ropes of, of Major League Baseball. And, and you can see how it resonates through that clubhouse. So um, it, it's, been, it's been great to watch. And I don't know how he does it. I, re- I really don't. With some of these home runs, he hits seemingly on cue. And they're, they're, they're so needed at the time. But it's it's great. I hope he keeps doing them for you know into the for thirteen more wins. Yeah. yeah. So the the Phils right now uh, they're in the third wild card spot. They're they're they still have an opportunity to take that second wild card spot from the the Padres. There's a game back behind behind those guys. So uh, we need to win both of these games and have the Padres lose both. Um, or who wins that tiebreaker? The Phillies. The Phillies win that tiebreaker. All right. So yeah. so we're we're still not we still don't know who we're playing on Friday. Um, Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. And then depends on the outcome of the coming uh, of the last two games. What can you say about who's going to start on Friday pitching? Uh, on Friday, Zach Wheeler's going to start. Okay. And and, um, and the and the Phillies have set up their rotation that when you think you you're going to 
make the playoffs or you have a good chance to make the playoffs. You start jockeying around your, your starting rotation and making sure that you've got your, if you can, you've got your number. Uh, it, it, like if they were struggling and it really came down to, to um, tomorrow, the last regular season game, uh, they no disrespect to Kyle Gibson, but there ain't no damn way Kyle Gibson would be pitching tomorrow. Um, <laughs> it it, it would have been Zach Wheeler or Aaron Nola. But but they knew that that they that they were going to have a good shot to make the playoffs. They wanted to set up their pitching rotation. So so it was Wheeler, and then it's Nola, and then it's Ranger Suarez. Um, that that uh, Eflin's going to be in there getting ready to go. If he's got a piggyback piggyback on any of those performances, and um, how about Eflin last night closing that thing out was a, was an awesome thing to behold. So Zach Wheeler will go. He's looked great in his uh, last couple of outings after coming back from the uh, injured list. And um, uh, that's that's who will pitch on Friday. So the Eagles obviously doing uh, tremendously well, and uh, that's a, another wonderful story in this city. Uh, what's your take on everything? Just keep doing as is. Don't tinker with anything. Uh, wh- where do you stand? I stand that the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> hope, hope I'm not out of line. <laughs> no, you have to. I think you, it's, it's incumbent upon you as a sportscaster at this point to say Super Bowl, baby. Super Bowl. I'm, you know, I think that's objective. I think I've taken a look at everything, held it up to the light. And, you know, I, I really, uh, I think, no, they, they have a, they, their team is playing so great. Um, and on both, both sides of the ball, Jalen Hurts and this receiving core, and Miles Sanders, who had 130-plus yards rushing, uh, you know, in that slop on Sunday. They, they, offensively, they're playing great. The offensive line is just beating down people. And then defensively, they're getting the turnovers. They're getting the sacks. They're, they're, um, and, and it's funny. I, I have a friend who's a, he's a, he's an Eagles fan his whole life. He lives out in Long Island now. And he he just – all he does is, is, is criticize <laughs> if there's one play that's made wrong. Did you see that? They're winning by, you know, 20 points. What are you talking – I know, but they can't be doing this or that. I, I think they're, they're going to be fine. I think that um, Nick Sirianni – Again, we talked about Rob Thompson. Nick Sirianni is the type of coach that has his players playing for him and playing together. And and um, I, I think there's there's no limit to what they can do. We're going to find out. Also, their schedule. I, I love when people say, you know, they can only play who they play. I mean, the schedule <laughs> is what it is, which is true. But there are teams that are better than other teams. There are teams that are, are not as good as other teams, and their schedule is lighter. Uh, their, their schedule ranking is lighter than some of the other teams in the NFL, which will take it. I mean, you know, so so they're, they're at Arizona this weekend, then they have Dallas on a Sunday night before the bye. They come back from the bye. They've got Pittsburgh. They go to Houston. I mean, they, they've got a schedule that should be conducive to them uh, getting a first round by in the playoffs. If it, and it, also, this is barring injury. Right. I mean, God forbid, you know, something happens to key people, then then everything is off. There's a, there's a reason they're playing so well. They've got AJ Brown at one wide receiver spot, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Jason Kelsey has not allowed a sack since I don't know when. No, no one has gone through Jason Kelsey to get to the get to uh, Jalen Hurts or whomever's been behind him in years. So, so I mean, you know, these guys are special, um, and and defensively as well. Fletcher Cox, for example, defensively, we wondered where he was. This guy was a beast. He was a Pro Bowler, and it's like, what the heck was Fletcher Cox? He really has been ineffective uh, lately, and and that that is not the case. 
Yeah, and, and this team also, you know, listen, they're 4-0, and they've beaten two first-place teams and two kind of like last-place teams. But, they're, you know, I wouldn't necessarily sneeze at the Lions. The Lions put up 45 points last week without their top two wide receivers and their top running back. Like, the, that team is going to put up points and has put up points all season long. And then they beat the, um, you know, the last-place commanders, you know, who were coming off of a, a pretty big victory the, the week before that. So... Uh, you know, I, I don't want anybody saying that the Eagles haven't played anybody yet because, uh, you know, and also these are all, they're all big boys in the NFL. And, uh, yeah, they are, they are, but let's see where these teams finish as well. And maybe mm-hmm. you're right. Maybe, maybe they will, all those teams will prove to be, um, solid competition for the Eagles. The Vikings are three and one and the Eagles really laid a licking on them. So, so uh, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you, but at the same time, let's see what happens when they, you know, they got to beat Arizona at Arizona this week, which is not going to be an easy thing. If, uh, I remember a couple of years ago, Jalen Hurts, it hurts his first season, and it was a loss at Arizona. And I remember saying on the air, "This is you've just seen the future at the quarterback position for the Philadelphia Eagles." And I was geeked. And I remember it, all, my my colleagues on set looking at me like I had two heads because you could see what he was able to do: throw the ball, run the ball, uh, his presence on the field, and and it looks like it's coming to fruition. So we'll see what happens against Arizona. Dallas is going to be a test, um, whether it's Cooper Rush, a quarterback, or they say that Dak Prescott might be, might be back. And, um, and Dallas is, is playing okay as well. So we'll, we'll see what happens. They're the, they're the lone unbeaten team in the NFL. The last time that happened, they went to the Super Bowl. So, so uh, in 2004. And, um, you know, I, I, just, I just think we should all enjoy it. Yes. I was saying last night, you know, when, uh, when the Phillies last were in the playoffs, uh, my daughter was 16. Now she's 26. My son was 12. Now he's 22. Um, I, I was I was uh, 20. Now I'm 30. You know, it's, 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 <laughs> it's crazy how well, time yeah. flies. No, hold hold it. Did I mistake something? Um, you look good, by the way, man. Yeah. The, the point is, especially in Philadelphia, it just doesn't happen every year. I wish yeah. it did. And it, it doesn't happen every year, and, and, it, and it's a um, it's a it's a beautiful thing, and I think it it uh, it all brings us closer together at a time where you, it's it's sometimes difficult to find that togetherness. And um, uh, I know I'm getting all sappy, but it's the truth. You're making really me cry. Yeah, but I'm, I'm crying myself. <laughs> no, it's right. It, it, it does make you feel good. You can't avoid it, and uh, yeah. I don't care what level of sports fan you are. It's good to have this story to tell. Things are good. What's up on uh, NBC Sports, buddy? What do you want to hit? Um, what do I want to hit? Let me see. We got uh, Flyers are opening up in a couple of weeks, and um, which is great on October 13th. And uh, the Sixers just whooped up on Ben Simmons last night in preseason action. Uh, and then tonight, actually tonight, I'm I'm not on the pregame and the postgame because it's Yom Kippur, and I'll be atoning for my sins of the year. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. Because you're not, because you got a lot of sins. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what are the odds? Uh, as because uh, of sports and because of that, what what are the odds the candle keeps burning for a number of days? Or is that Hanukkah? That's Hanukkah. <laughs> Thanks so much for saying what you know. This is year fifty-seven, eighty-four. You know, Pat. I know um, it's it's a big one. <laughs> it's a oh, it's a big one. We watched the ball drop in Jerusalem a couple. Of times. <laughs> no, <laughs> you kidding me on Rosh Hashanah? And um, so no, so so this is the, the uh, day of atonement. So so we get we get very serious at sundown. It goes sundown to sundown. Is this not and, um, is this not the biggest the biggest day? 
uh, in, the, in the Jewish calendar? The High Holy Day. The High Holy Day? Yeah. 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 Thank you, Preston. Mm -hmm. These are known as the High Holy Days. And um, <laughs> I'm a friend uh, of the tribe. <laughs> we're, su we're supposed to fast, unless your wife throws a sandwich in front of you, you said, eat this. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the one caveat. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. a sandwich is thrown at you, <laughs> exactly, I get the plate too. Oh, right oh my so, goodness! So, um, and then and then um, and then we're done. You know, uh, it's sundown, and we and we have a what's called break the fast. And we have bagels and lox and white fish salad and uh, and uh, creamed herring. It's unbelievable. By the I way, really, I want you. All, I want you all to come over. Unbelievable. <laughs> all right. Uh, that that feast is actually a lot of people will will, will beat up on on the the the, the ethnic fair. I've a friend of mine who I used to tour doing stand up comedy uh, when we were out on the road, uh, and he would fast and and do that. We'd sample some of authentic fare, and I mm -hmm. thought it was damn good. Well, I thought it tastes good. It tomorrow night, good. My, my my friend Brian, you guys all know him, Brian oh, yeah. Miller has a special party. It's called Dinner with a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing that. We're doing that tomorrow night. Yeah. Nice. Looking forward to it. Dinner with a Jew. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they making some latkes for me. So yeah, it's beautiful. Latkes yeah. are good. Yeah. They're really good. I, I love it with some sour cream and applesauce. Beautiful oh yeah. Stuff. All right. Okay. Michael. All right. All, right. All good. Yeah. Uh, that, really, that really took a weird turn. You yeah. Know? Hey, L'chaim, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. L'chaim. L'chaim. Thank right. you. Love you all. All right. We'll talk to you. Believe. Michael Barkay. NBC Sports yeah, Philadelphia yeah. for all of uh, your Judaism and sports needs. Absolutely. Okay, right whether it be theology yeah. or sports. Yeah, whatever it may I, be. I just looked it up. You don't say happy uh, Happy Yom Kippur because it's a day of atonement. Yeah. So you say Gamar Chatima Tova. Okay. Which means may you be sealed in the book of life. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for that wonderful traditional greeting there. All right, listen, one of the things uh, we are doing is taking a break right now. We're going to come back in just a moment because we got the beat file to get to, my friend. Don't forget about that. And you, who, loot, is on the way at 10 o'clock. Let's not miss out on that. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Preston and Steve's 25th Annual Camp Out for Hunger, supporting Phil Abundance at Xfinity Life inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Starting Monday, November 7th, they'll be live from inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent. Hey gang, your support has always been amazing, and we're hoping you can help out again. Plus, we've missed your faces. Come enjoy some Dunkin' Coffee, have fun, and say hi. Donate non-perishable food items at our drive through drop-off with volunteers equipped by Stopper Glove and safety or make a donation at WMMR.com and at the register of your local Acme market. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Made possible by Comcast Spectacor and the Philadelphia Flyers, Whitehorse RV Center, Keen Compressed Gas, Xfinity from Comcast, Wisfist Bank, and Mayfair Fence. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. I, uh, we got like six minutes or so until uh, you who loot, and I could probably squeeze in a bizarre file. I'd rather do this first, and then do you who loot, and then do the bizarre file, because I can't let National Taco Day pass without talking about it. You know what I mean? Today's yeah, no, National it is. And, it, and the, the, my question would be, and, and um, is this the official, or is this one of 12? 
Oh, I think this is the official. I think waffle, or I mean, um, pancake, pancake is the anomaly. Right. Is the one that has multiples. I think right. today's the only. Uh, and it is a Tuesday. Yeah, which does yeah. make sense. Taco Tuesday, of course. I used to despise tacos, and now I love them. Oh, I love them. I don't think I there was am... ever a day when I hated tacos. I've always loved them. I am a, a crunchy taco guy. I love Me them. Me too. I absolutely. And I went to Del Taco when I was in California mm-hmm. um, because we just don't have them out here. It's very Taco Bell-esque. Uh, in their in the taste and everything, but yeah, yeah, it's good. I think they got a few other options though mm-hmm. uh, at Del Taco because I grew up with those uh, as well. Yeah, I got French fries. In fact, the the lady handed me the bag and I go, "Oh, this this isn't my order." French uh, fries with tacos? Yeah, she's like, "Oh no, it was, it was part of your value meal." I was like, "Oh, okay, well, I'll take some French fries." Uh, so yes, tacos are, and I can listen. I I like crunchy and soft, but mm-hmm. given my druthers, I think there's just a little more flavor in the corn tortilla. Mm-hmm. You're probably right. I think though, my favorite new taco shell is the sort of boat uh, taco oh, shell. Yeah, that catches all your uh, all their loose items that fall out. So that is my current favorite. But for if you're dealing with an actual taste increase, you're going to have to go with the hard shell mm-hmm. just because it has a, a spicier taste to it. Tacos are indeed a messy endeavor. They are. Um, you 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 know, the last couple of bites are going to be a bit of a struggle and stuff on your fingers and everything. That's why my taco boat uh, thing is uh, the, uh, the soft shell uh, is so good for that. Ultimately, though, what happens is... You can take it and just reduce it down to a taco salad. Yeah. Cr- crunch up everything and You're have at it. right. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I can't believe it because I'm such a taco lover that I didn't know that the ta- the hard taco shells that you get at the supermarket that you're actually supposed to put into the oven for yes. like... Yeah, like 10 minutes. 10 minutes, Five not minutes, even. maybe. And yeah. I always thought, and I was like, why do the taco shells that I get at home? Why? Why are they always so stale? I had no clue for like 40 years. Right. Didn't read the directions. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. never read the directions. Yeah, you don't need to throw them in very long. But yes, it makes them uh, a little more... Um, Resilient? Uh, no, crunchy. crunchy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so there's a couple of offers. Uh, a lot of the t- the taco um, places that, that uh, sell like fast food tacos and stuff like that aren't in our area. We have very limited choices. Uh, now, we have a lot of great Mexican restaurants. That we do. So we're okay with that. Tacos, they're, they're smaller, less chain type restaurants. Uh, but uh, so Taco Bell, you can pay $10 and get a taco all uh, a day for a month. Oh. Yeah. It's taco a, a day for a month? Yeah. Taco Lovers Pass. Ah. Uh, it's through the app if you want to use that. And their choices include Taco Bell's Crunch Taco, Crunch Taco Supreme. And TSA Security Check. Ooh, Soft Taco, Soft Taco Supreme, Spicy Potato Soft Taco. Not familiar with that one. Uh, Doritos Locos Tacos and the Doritos Locos Taco Supreme as well. I love the different classifications. Yeah. I, ha- I haven't had a Dorito taco in a long time. Uh, but the- And the good thing about those is it comes in like a little cardboard sleeve. Oh, mm-hmm. there you go. Makes yeah. it a little bit more manageable. Yeah, so when things do end up falling apart. Right, as you- they do. Yeah, and they do. It, hang- it just stays in there. Uh, at 7-Eleven, you can get uh, 10 mini tacos for 2 bucks. I love mini tacos. And they're participating in 7-Eleven, Speedway, and Stripes stores. I'm not familiar. Not familiar with Stripes. Stripes. There's yep. an interesting phenomenon that takes place, and I agree, Casey. The mini taco is a thing of wonder. It's like the question that I've had are, and, and I've had to, I'm still dealing with it. It's a crisis internally that I'm <laughs> dealing with. 
Uh, do I prefer regular full-size burgers or sliders? Oh. Because um, sometimes there is a mindset for me that says, why is it that the slider Are, like, yeah, it's, tastes better? It's just a little bit better. Yeah. I agree with you. And I don't know why. Wait, it I, shouldn't by any reason. And right? I have a friend that laughs at me for getting sliders. She's like, why don't you just get the burger that's on the menu? I'm like, right. I don't know. I, sliders. I like, there's like three little um, ones. They're easier to manage. <laughs> You yeah. know, uh, especially if you get like a, a larger burger, and then sometimes I have to do the old cut it in half routine. Yeah. How many bites in a slider? Uh, three. Three. Yeah. three. Yeah. Okay. Well, it depends. I mean, like, uh, if you're going to White Castle, that's a two. Yeah, that's a two bite. Oh, job. you can inhale those. Yeah. Um, but it depends on where you're getting them because sometimes the patty's a little bit larger, the buns are a little bit larger. Yeah. I, Nick, I know that when you drove across country, your rule was to not stop by any chains, but I had to stop by chains because we there we don't have white castles around here and we don't have steak and shakes around here. We don't have <laughs> Del fair. Tacos around here. I mean uh in and out burger, you know In and Out Burger. I, 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 I dig place. those a lot. That's a tasty in, burger. When I'm in LA, yeah, or or really any place on the West Coast. But yeah, I mean uh, I understand that case. That's, that's no problem. It's funny because, like, I, I like a taco. I prefer a burrito. You know, mm. and they're essentially the same thing. I don't I don't fault you for that. I, I, I um... You know why, Steve? Uh, containment. Yeah. You know? No, they're, they're, cleanliness is next to godliness. Yeah. But I do a burrito bowl over a burrito uh, if I go to, like, Chipotle. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. I, and they're br- essentially, this, well, well, there's no tortilla in there, is there? Well, no. I guess the, the bowl is the, kind of yeah, tortilla-ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. There's something fun about sure. eating multiple tacos as opposed to one burrito. What about a fajita? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. Fajitas? Yeah. Fajitas. Fajitas? I love fajitas. Yeah, uh, I haven't had them in a long time. Well, I, I forgive myself for the mess that is made when eating a taco. I get mad at myself for the mess that is made when eating a burrito because I feel... <laughs> well, like the burrito kind of spurts. When it squirts yeah. out mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, yeah. I, I, don't, uh, I don't care for that. It's yeah. a squirter. You it's a squirter. It. Fresh and suck bite. <laughs> You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, yep. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to do the suck bite. I try the suck bite, you yeah. know, and I'll, I'll lick the end and I'll put that part in my mouth for a little while. <laughs> yeah. 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 You got to squeeze the right. bottom. Yeah, sure, yeah. 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 Don't forget about the bottom. Suck bite was Dorothy LeMay's first film. Yep. Dorothy LeMay. Yeah. But when uh, when at a like a Mexican restaurant, I'm an enchilada guy. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Every time. Uh, enchilada platter. Uh, yeah, enchiladas are good. Yeah. And, I mean, I'll uh, accept it. I won't. What's the other one that I really, really love? Chimichanga? Uh, no, no, no. No, nothing, nothing they, obscure. That's just fun to say. Muchachos? Yes. <laughs> nothing obscure like that. Queen um, muchacho? <laughs> Tamales. 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 Oh, oh yes. I love tamales. tamales. You just can't find them that often. Uh, they're delicious. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what that was a revelation? Me, well, not really being a, a big seafood guy, I've, I've made a, salmon is now my main protein. Salmon tacos. Fish tacos. Fish yeah. tacos are good. Fish tacos are great. I like shrimp tacos. Mm-hmm. What? Really? Yeah. Shrimp tacos. Shrimp tacos. Yeah. Yes. Big fan. Had some recently that were really, really good. Where was that? I gotta remember these places. <laughs> I gotta write this down. This is ridiculous. Is it possibly Shrimp Taco World on City Line Avenue? No. Uh-huh. Where did I have shrimp that. tacos that were really good? Ah, uh, son of a bitch. I don't know. I don't know. Was it? A, was it one of those um, food trucks down the shore? No, it was at uh, uh, my friend's uh, golf course. Okay, That's what it was yep. Yeah. Okay. Friend owns a golf course. Yeah, it's crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> and a church. Yeah. It's insane. I it's am a church. You want a church? Yeah. yeah. I'm excited because I'm doing a juice cleanse right now from Squeezed, and they have a taco juice that I'm uh, I'm going to drink because, or maybe I just won't. Yeah. I'll actually eat dinner tonight. Great. The, uh, the, the club sandwich juice. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can get it in both liquid and hard form. Is this taco juice? All right. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's National Taco Day, and it's 10.01, so hey. we got to do this. Here we go. 
MMRs. Yoo-hoo loot. Now, listen up. Here's your keyword. It's work. W-O-R-K, as in there's very little work you have to do to win this money. You have until 15 minutes after the outer. Enter that word. Work three ways for you to do it. By the way, you can uh, uh, text it via the special contest short code text number, which is 45911. Or enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $1,000 in the company-wide contest. Each winner gets a call from Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by Horizon Services. So, again... The word is work. W-O-R-K. Come and get it. Good luck to you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right. Brought to you this morning by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. Presents uh, comedian Jay Moore coming Saturday, October 8th. Tickets on sale now at livecasinophilly.com. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Well, a Nevada mother was arrested after attacking her child's school bus driver for dropping them off an hour late. Mm. And I was like, I saw this story and I'm like, okay, how would I, you know, how would I handle it if my kid was missing for an hour? Right, right, yes. But there's a story behind this. Elizabeth Tanner was arrested over an incident when she, along with two other parents, stormed inside the school bus attempting to attack the driver, Vincent Lenin. Uh, so, Lenin was late because he had to pull over several times to control the kids in the vehicle. They were wow. out of control. So, maybe hear the bus driver out first before you go beat them. I can understand you're freaking out. Uh, yeah. Lenin told school district police that he was late because he had been forced to pull over three times because the children were out of control. They were climbing over seats, putting tape over the security camera pulling the emergency window, and in one incident, a girl grabbed the steering wheel and what? said that she was going to drive. How, how old are these kids? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they were, I think they were elementary school age. Uh, so the video shows uh, after uh, Lenin uh, dropped Tanner's child off, the mother's the mother entered the bus with three other parents and struck Lenin four times in the face. Uh, the elementary school principal, there you go, identified Tanner in the surveillance footage Taken from inside the bus, Tanner was charged with battery on a protected person, child abuse, neglect, destruction of property of another, interfering with a student from attending school, and burglary of a motor vehicle. Wow. So, yeah. The little kids are monsters. Yeah. Yep. And the parents are freaking out. So, I wonder where the kids get it from. Mm. Yeah. Mm. A uh, man in, is in, uh, in Arizona is in the hospital with serious burns after police said a group of men filled grocery bags with gasoline oh. and loaded them into a car, which caused fire Thursday morning. <laughs> Phoenix police said a vehicle was engulfed in flames shortly after 8 a.m. when officers arrived on the scene. They said that they found a man in his 40s burn near the car and rushed him to the hospital. Why would you do that? Officers said they talked to another man at the scene who said the car was his. Police said the man told them an elaborate story about how his friend was burned and his car caught fire. After talking with witnesses at the scene, they say that they confronted the man who confessed that he made up the story with his friends. Police said they later found out the victim had asked two friends to get gasoline because one of their cars was empty. The man reported the men reportedly filled several plastic grocery bags with gas. Before leading them into the car. The gas would eat through the bag. They then picked up the victim and drove to uh, the second vehicle. However, before they arrived, the bag's gasoline ignited with the three men inside the car, 
causing the vehicle to burst into flames. Police said the victim is extre- in extremely critical condition. Jesus. While another man had minor burns, no one has been arrested, and the investigation is ongoing. That is ridiculous. I don't know why they felt they needed to do that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, passengers, cell phone, automatically alerted responders after a car hit a tree early Sunday in Nebraska and a crash that killed all six of the car's young occupants. So the phone actually called the police. It's a new feature, right? Five men in the Honda Accord died at the scene of the crash around 2.15 a.m. in Lincoln. A 24-year-old woman died later at the hospital where she was taken in critical condition. Uh, the five who died were uh, ranged in the age in ages from 21 to 23 years old. Police said the cause of the crash remains under investigation, and they said the crash was reported by an iPhone that detected the impact and called responders automatically when the phone the phone's owner didn't respond. Investigators hadn't been able to find any witnesses to the crash mm. by Sunday afternoon, Horrible. which could make it harder to determine what happened. But yeah, that's there were no witnesses, but still they were alerted by that feature on the phone. Pretty wild. I'd never heard of that happening. Uh, let's see here. A group of three teens. Oh, this is another tragic story. Sorry about this. A group of uh, three teens in Pinellas County, Florida, allegedly broke into a Maserati on Sunday, found the keys had been left inside. They then proceeded to take the car, but eventually crashed the vehicle. One teen died in that accident. Another one is in critical in condition. In a Maserati. Yeah. Uh, sheriff held the press conference. He identified the boys as uh, Kendrick Lang, Mario Bonilla, and uh, Malachi Daniels, and they were all 15 and 16 years old. Uh, the boys were wandering through the neighborhood, checking door handles to see if they could enter the apartment vehicles in the area. When they found that uh, the Maserati's door was unlocked, they found the keys inside. As they entered, they were spotted by a police helicopter that had been flying overhead. Deputies on the ground were told that there was a possible break-in in progress. They tried to stop the vehicle, but the teens allegedly sped away with uh, Kendrick Lang behind the wheel. Uh, and the sheriff's office said it has a policy not to engage in vehicle chases through streets. Uh, but the teens took off anyway, and a helicopter followed the teens as they drove until the vehicle slammed into the side of a building and flipped into a parking lot, totaling the luxury vehicle. I've and never seen a car total like this. This is, Look at this vehicle, upside down, bent. Yeah. That's a horrible uh, yep. crash. Terrible. All right, we need a lighter yeah. story to end with, and we will do uh, this one. Uh, children at a main daycare... Looked out a window, took in an unusual sight. A moose decided to visit the campus. I had a feeling. Yes. Uh, the summit... Why don't you forget the moose? Yes. For a moment. That's the teacher, by the way, talking to the kids. I'm uh, sorry, but Billy forgot his lunch. Uh, the Summit Learning Center in uh, Bangor said that the uh, the moose showed up outside the window uh, to the great amusement of the children. Children, why didn't you forget the moose? For a moment. The daycare <laughs> said in a Facebook post, we had quite a big visitor. The kids were super excited. Who would who would have thought that we'd have a moose sighting in downtown Bangor? Look, it's fighting a grizzly bear. Uh, the post said game wardens responded to the scene to ensure our friend made it back to his home safely. So I've had a number of moose stories lately. Yes, There's yep. actually more that well, I can get to tomorrow. Is it moose season? It may very well be moose season, Steve. I thought it was duck season. No, it's wabbit season. I'm <laughs> sorry. I forgot about that. All right, there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File. You still have about five minutes left to enter the word work uh, for the yoo Loot game. All right, so the word is work, W-O-R-K. Make sure you get to it right now. And we'll see if you win $1,000 in just a few minutes. We'll be back. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. 
Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. This uh, rainy Tuesday morning, going to be a rainy Wednesday tomorrow, but uh, a little bit warmer. Today's high is only 54 degrees. Mm, it's not cold. good. It's cold. Today's the kind of day, though, I kind of just stay inside and play my cello. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so you should. You should work on your instruments today. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, we have morning showers. That should continue most of the day, and we get some breaks. High 62, rain goes away for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, temperatures Thursday and Friday, mid-70s. But then uh, Saturday is looking like high 58, um, which is a little cooler than seasonable. Uh, but, um, you know, no rain in the forecast, so at least we get a little break there. We have a lesson question. This is to see how long you've been listening to the show. Were you here all morning with us? Well, we have a question that might pertain to you then. A pair of tickets, by the way, for the Flyers Home Openers. Well, we're going to give away Thursday, October 13th at the Wells Fargo Center. Question we're going to go with is, uh, what is the soft place in my heart for Lindsay Lowen? (laughs) Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Specifically, the soft place... In my heart for Lindsay Lowen. What exactly is soft in my heart? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard it and you know it, you should call us now. While you're doing that, we'll do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, we'll get a couple stories while we're waiting for your call. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, Chris Redd, who co-starred with uh, Kenan Thompson on both SNL and Kenan, is now dating Thompson's ex-wife, Christina Evangeline. Thompson says he has no hard feelings and, in fact, left a gift with Evangeline that should have Chris scratching in no time. Yeah. Oh, my God. A rep for Bruce Willis is denying a recent report claiming that the actor had sold his digital likeness to a deep fake company. However, many are now claiming that that rep is actually a deep fake. Yeah. And finally, Sony Pictures announcing production on yet another Tarzan movie. Sony plans to completely reboot the story by turning Tarzan into a cocky naval fighter pilot who enjoys beach volleyball. (laughs) (laughs) That's your Hollywood track. All right, we're going for the phone. See if we can get an answer to this question. Uh, What's the soft place in my heart for Lindsay Lohan? 215-263-WMMR. And we're going to Shauna. Hi there, Shauna. Hello. Oh, you there? I... All right, Shauna, so uh, we need to find out if you were listening earlier and whether or not you know the soft place in my heart for Lindsay Lowen. Do you know where it is? The lower ventricle. Lower yeah. ventricle. That is correct. Yeah. Hang on a second. Yeah. Getting a prize for Shauna. 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 And we're going to give her... <laughs> it's beautiful. A pair of tickets for the Flyers home opener. Good work there, Case. Uh, Thursday, October 13th at the Wells Fargo Center. And the Flyers return to the ice for the 2022-23 home opener. Uh, presented by Smart Water with a matchup against the New Jersey Devils on October 13th. 
All fans get a Flyers home up their T-shirt, and tickets are on sale now at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. It's brought to you by OMG, excitement is for me. Go to iloveexcitement.com. All right, so Corn, Ghost, Motionless and White, and Shinedown are all among the artists to appear on this year's edition of the annual EA Sports video game franchise NHL 23. Uh-huh. And additional bands will include Wage War, Muse, A Day to Remember, and our friends Coheed and Cambria. Oh, that's fantastic. Isn't that great? According to a tweet from EA Sports, the game drops on October 14th. You heard that it's Carol Channing that's calling the games, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, the music of corn. You know what? I should get back into uh, the NHL franchise. That was that was one that I really liked playing. That was the only of those, you know, of the video game versions of the sports. The hockey was the only one I really enjoyed. Uh, yeah. No, I was more of a Madden guy. But we, the only hockey game I played, I guess, was on the Genesis in college. And there was one move, Steve, that if you just did this wraparound, you scored like every single time. Really? Uh, yeah. Once no, you find those, it kind of ruins it. Yeah, yeah, we used to play the NHL franchise quite a bit, so we'll dive back into that. Did you play Blades of Steel? Blades oh, yeah. of <laughs> Steel. Blades of Steel. Yes, with the Carol Channing edition. <laughs> uh, Bono will hit the stage next month in North America for an evening of words, music, and some mischief as he promotes his new... Micah. Furniture, cows. This has been an evening of words. Uh, so his uh, memoir, Surrender, oh. 40 Songs, One Story, uh, which will be published on November 1st. On this side of the Atlantic, Bono is set uh, for theater chats in New York, Boston, Toronto, Chicago, Nashville, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. Unfortunately, he won't be here. Uh, the, sucks. The two shows closest to us, uh, New York and uh, Boston, are going to be November 2nd and November 4th, respectively. Is it just him? Uh, it's just him. He's Yeah, he's going to you know talk about... He's going to read from the book, I guess, and... And, uh, and Jeff Ross. And what? I'm Jeff Ross. <laughs> uh, so, uh, unfortunately, November 2nd is a Wednesday. I'm not, uh, not going to get up to New York no. uh, for a Wednesday. I'm night. sure if this does any level of success, which it probably will, they'll expand it. I hope so. Uh, tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. local time. With a copy of the book included with every ticket sold. Don't forget, I'm coming to the Harleysville Public Library. Oh, man. Okay. Right down the street. That, that yeah. I'll make it to. Uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, two previously unseen photos of the pre-fame Beatles performing at Liverpool's Cavern Club have mysteriously popped up online. It just never stops. I know. And I love it. Yep. Uh, the two pictures, one featuring John singing and the other seeking, uh, uh, with uh, Paul belting out a tune, were shot in July 1961. They look so young. Following the band's second trip to Hamburg, Germany. Uh, Thanks for coming down tonight. <laughs> Great to see you here. This is my best mate, Paul. How are you doing? Uh, the photos uh, featuring drummer Pete Best were Literally taken... five and a half years old. ...at uh, either one of the band's lunchtime or evening gigs at the <laughs> subterranean venue. They used to play for hours on end. Uh, yes, the band is already decked out with their first professional guitars. George Harrison with his uh, Futurama, which is a cheap knockoff of the Fender Stratocaster. Uh, John had his Rickenbacker 325... And Paul actually had his first signature Hofner violin bass in that particular picture. Pretty cool. 
Kathy, this last story is for you. Ooh. It was 52 years ago today oh, yeah. that Janis Joplin was found dead. Oh. Yeah. Mommy. Yeah. Mommy. Mommy. Uh, after a long night of partying, Joplin's body was discovered in her room at the Landmark Hotel in Hollywood with fresh needle marks in her arm. And her death was ruled an accidental overdose. Joplin was 27 years old. He's one of the, she was one of those in the 27 Club. Absolutely. There was a note left by, behind. It said, the only man I've ever loved is... <laughs> Robert Romano. Robert Romano. <laughs> uh, Father time, to my child. The time of her death, she was working on what became her final album, Pearl. That so. 27 Club. What a... Yeah. What a, an amazing, bizarre, horrific confluence. Her, Jim Morrison and yeah. Jimi Hendrix, I mean, from that era. From that era. And then, obviously, you had Kurt Cobain. Yeah. And, uh, who else? I know I'm missing a few. Was Betty it, um, White? No, no, Betty White was really old. Uh, <laughs> Betty White. Re- the rehab girl. The rehab, yeah. Oh, uh, oh Amy, Amy Winehouse. Winehouse. Winehouse yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's tragic. Yeah. And that is all I have in music news for you today. All right, let's break. Let's come back in a second. Let's wrap up the show. We'll give away our Tattoos Day prize. We'll get the letter of the day for the word of the week, see what Pierre's got going on and what we have the following day. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're wrapping up our program for the day. Had a great program. It has been. We started off with a disco party this morning. It was awesome. Yeah, the very, is that very video up? We now have disco. Yeah, the video is up. We have disco lights. Uh, <laughs> you know, when Pierre comes in, we, yeah, should, we'll uh, show. We, we should show those in, uh, in a little bit. Should we kill so. the lights right now? Um, I don't know. Is he here? Or? He's not here yet. Okay. He's right. like 20 minutes away. Exactly. <laughs> but I no. had Marissa locate some disco music that is safe to play on YouTube as well. Oh, oh, yes, that's right. because oh. if we uh, if we play uh, licensed music, or if we are not licensed to play the music, uh, YouTube will automatically block the stream. Uh, but but fortunately, YouTube has all kinds of music that you can use right. uh, on licensed In music. In its stead. Uh, or, or that you are licensed to use uh, through their... Um, their platform, which I've used before for videos that I put together, so we have something like that. Yeah, we do. Okay, all right, we'll have to do that in a minute or two. Oh, he's here. Oh, he's here. Oh, you want to try it out? Yeah, now? let's do it. Wait, what are you talking don't, about? Don't let, Wait, let Pierre know. Uh-huh. Don't let. I right, will go surprise him. Where's the music? Don't box? let him know. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. All right. Are you ready? Wait a minute. Okay, you ready? Uh, Hold on, I got to turn your mic on. Sorry, bud. Now I am. Now we're ready. Now all right, three, two, one, one go. Hit. There you go, man. Steve Disco. Anytime we want, man. Where's the light coming from? Up here and in the corner. Wow. What do you think, huh? Dude's keys. We can change the uh, colors and everything. Wow. Oh, let's go green for the Eagles. (laughs) So green. I want this for Christmas. Oh, yeah, you want Christmas? oh, yeah, yeah. We can set these up. We can get to some for Christmas. Wow. I got Chris, there you go. There's your Christmas lights right there, bro. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you can handle, bro. Yes, Casey. Wow. Green yeah. and red. Nice work. Rose keys. Yeah, so it just changes the whole, you know, mindset, attitude. 
yeah. everything about it. So yeah. uh, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, when did you put that in? Yesterday? Uh, this morning. Oh, this morning? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> These were the same cups. disco lights that Casey used on the uh, on the trip out west uh, when they were... <laughs> so we would get... we would When they would be... When they were a couple hours away, it would still be pitch black dark when we were talking to them and right. we were covering them uh, <laughs> through Zoom. So Casey would have the disco lights on of car. We can only imagine what it looked like to other drivers who uh-huh. came upon that car. <laughs> You know what? I had to specifically, I'm like, guys, we need to go green because I don't want other cars thinking that they're getting pulled over with these right. red Good and blue lights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good point. I didn't realize that. So, uh, Real quick, I would like to thank our guests. We had uh, Matt Ritter from Subaru. On his uh, the Subaru Business Challenge announcement was made, and that is the fact that our friends at Subaru have essentially given you a guide on how to do what they do for raising money for the Camp Out for Hunger, raising, I'm sorry, food uh, for the Camp Out for Hunger in your efforts for a company or an organization. And you can go to WMMR.com backslash camp out to watch the video, and it'll show you how you can get in direct contact with Phil Abundance and the avenues that they've taken uh, to help them move to the head of the pack. Uh, but they want other people to get in on this, too, and they'd love to be beaten, to be yes, honest. Yes, and so. honestly, he's, he's, he's true to that form, and we have seen companies step in, heed their advice, watch the tutorial, and and donate much, much more each subsequent year. So it's an amazing thing. Comcast being one of them. And uh, right. Pierre's doing a live broadcast tomorrow right here on City Avenue. That is correct. Uh, for their, they won second place, so they get a free live broadcast from the Pierre Robert Show. They won it twice. So yeah. we did one uh, earlier in the year up in the Northeast, and this will be our second one uh, tomorrow uh, over on City Line Avenue. They did a great job. I mean, they really yeah. stepped up. They I mean, really they're, they're, they're all in on this, and they help us a great deal. Yeah, I, we couldn't ask for more from them. And so um, they get the, the pleasure <laughs> of my company. Uh, I wouldn't know if I'd want to wish me on anyone, but uh, God bless them. They have uh, asked uh, for us to do that second broadcast that we owed them yeah. uh, because they won two years in a row, and we shall fulfill that promise tomorrow. Well, Excellent. We'll stop on over and say hi. Cool. Uh, yeah. Thank you also to Marina Bacarin. Uh, the Good House is in theaters now. She was great. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like a cool movie. Stars some cool people. Sigourney Weaver and Kevin Klein, to name a few. And Michael Barkan, check Yay! in. Phil's are in the playoffs, so we got the rundown from him and also the fact that the Eagles are four. And oh, we chatted a little bit about that too. But NBC Sports Philadelphia, always good to have Michael Barkan on. Uh, shall we do the letter, sir? Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter O as in October. All right, and we will have a prize to give away on Friday Muse Home and Away. So there's a pair of tickets to see Muse in Philly and in Vegas. MMR Rocks Muse, the Will of the People Tour with special guest Evanescence, and that's going to be Sunday, March 19th at the Wells Fargo Center. It's a trip for two that includes hotel and airfare. Tickets go on sale this Friday, by the way, at 10 a.m. via Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. Complete details at WMMR.com, including Thursday's pre-sale. And it's a chance for MMR VIPs to win tickets for the Philly show, so make sure you check the website for that info. Uh, what's in store for today, my man? Well, more opportunities for the Yoo-Hoo loot at noon and again at 3 p.m. with Jackson for 1000 bucks coming your way. And uh, we're going to forego, as I think I might have mentioned yesterday, the workforce blocks today so we could uh, do our Taylor Hawkins recap. Um, and There's uh, a lot. A bunch of us were there. Sarah was there. Connor was out there. A whole bunch of folks were there. A lot of Philly fans that I ran into, actually, uh, at the forum, which is the uh, the equivalent 
of the spectrum out in Los Angeles, uh, except that they saved it instead of putting it into a parking lot. <laughs> um, but it's really a cool space, and it was a great place for this seven-hour concert. And we will have some highlights. Uh, and I was standing for seven hours. Uh, from 7 p.m., it let out at 1 a.m. It was the long, I mean, with the exception of a Live Aid or something like that, I think it's one of the longest shows I've ever seen. Wow. And I have i don't know how many drummers were in attendance, but I'm going to try to get that. Because, again, I kept thinking of you, Preston. Uh, it was a drummer's heaven. Yeah. Every drummer who was any drummer was there. Yeah. So uh, we, we have a few moments from that, and uh, we'll play some of the different bands uh, that uh, got together for that. Awesome. Connor said Very that they nice. were cycling through the bands like... The turnaround was non-existent. Yeah, like I mean, a minute. You didn't even want to run to the restroom. Yeah, uh, or get a beer because. And in fact, while I was out, uh, we had a grand prize winner. Uh, her name was Missy, uh, who lived in Arizona, who streams all the time. She was the grand prize winner. She won tickets to the show. And while I I wanted to get her on the air, so during one of those breaks, I went out into the and it was loud, so I took her out into the hallway. And they have little patios, and you can go out on these patios. And as I'm talking to her, the Van Halen tribute is happening. I go, no! <laughs> I can hear Hot for Teacher in the background. I'm going, oh, oh well. Man. <laughs> you, you win a few, you, you lose, lose a few. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing that. That's today, uh, so don't miss it. Hey, by the way, we forgot to do this. No. 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 It was this. Yeah. There it is. Thank you. All right. Uh, we have to give away a presidency show themed tattoo, and I I don't know what this last name is. Fran Mechton. Mechton. Hey! hey! I don't know. Or Meehan. I don't know. I don't know. Fran's in Clifton Heights. <laughs> Whatever the hell his name is, he's going or she's going. <laughs> and Fran got a. Three- watching the game. That's all I'm doing. Three hundred fifty dollar gift certificate for Floating Well Tattoo and Piercing uh, Tattoos Day on the President's Day Show is brought to you by them at seventeen twenty nine South Street in Philadelphia. For artwork samples, you can visit floatingworldtattoos.com. Check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and by Wilmington University. Wilmington University works for you. Get to know them at wilmu.edu. Tomorrow, a Wednesday, so we'll go on Fox Good Day. We also have former Eagle Marcus Smith. And our buddy John Brazier of the Phils will be stopping in. Nice. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. Bing, WMMR proudly supports the fourth annual Market Street Run for Blue. Sunday, October 23rd, you can run or walk this five-mile course down Market Street, starting and ending in Old City, with proceeds benefiting the Philadelphia Police Foundation and awards for top finishers in multiple age groups. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. Sunday, October 23rd, 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first.